Let's go. Hello, good morning, afternoon, or indeed good bloody well evening to all of our fantastic listeners. This is our spectacular podcast, aptly named Switch Island. And to get things started this week, I want to introduce you to two chatty chaps I'm going to be sharing a few brewskis with at EGX in Birmingham next month. First off, our southern brother from a more affluent mother, Mark. How you doing, Mark? Hello. Ah, ah, fantastic, fantastic. And his tweet machine is at Smark Maltby. Interesting fact, Mark once stepped inside of a weather spoons, but quickly turned around as he thought he said, uh, thought the sign had said Waterstones. Nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah, apparently so. <laughs> and my other co-host is the Brain Train, famous for flying multiple digital planes, Pete. And his tweet machine is at GQ Preacher. Uh, Pete says here that you uh, once had a job as a zookeeper, Apparently, you were let go as they discovered you'd been training the chimps how to play Smash. It's bananas, isn't it? It's bananas. Finally, probably harming those swans as well. It yeah. probably was the swans. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely would be the swans. <laughs> I don't know why they, they would have swans in a zoo, but you never know. Finally, guys, I am your moderator, your muse, Dan, <laughs> and my Twitter machine is at DannyWorld2707. And on the fact sheet in front of me, it says that we're big in Australia. It's truth stream mm-hmm. yeah, okay anyway we are switch island and we are now going to talk into your ear holes about our beloved nintendo um what we always say is if you would like to support us please give this podcast a sub on the service you're using and also follow us on twitter it's at switch underscore island that's at switch underscore island or check out our uh, labor of love on the interweb <laughs> which is www.switchisland.co.uk gentlemen how the devil are you both yeah, all good, Grand. thanks, all good. Yeah. Spending a day playing computer games. We did, we yeah. did. Yeah, it's been a, it's been an interesting day. Mark, you've uh, not been playing computer <laughs> games all day. How has that been? Yeah, sadly, been at work. Oh, God. Yeah. That's it, mate. You Sorry, need to get, mate. Need to get on the doll like we do in Liverpool. Oh, do we? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> to be yeah. fair, we, without the work, you don't get the money and you can't buy the games. So uh, there you go. Can't you? That's how that so, works. Yeah, you yeah. can use money to buy most things now, I think. I didn't even well, realise. You, you can steal video games, of course. Uh, is that a viable option, is it? Are you well, no, no. <laughs> so I've, I've heard rumours that it happens in some cities. It doesn't know. happen in Liverpool. Absolutely. It must be not. a southern thing. No. We've discussed it. I've already discussed it on the show before. I don't know what you're talking We haven't about. offered you anything. <laughs> you can't prove it. Uh, so, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we've got... We, we, Switch Island, we don't recommend the stealing of video games. No, absolutely absolutely don't. Digitally or... Yeah, unless, unless you can get away with it. Um, so we've got a couple, <laughs> yeah. of, a couple of new stories this week. Absolutely do not condone the stealing no, of really any computer games. Uh, People work is, hard for that. They deserve their money. Unless you want to steal um, Dreamcast games. I don't think anyone particularly care about that anymore. Well, I know one person who would. <laughs> Good point. Um, okay, so we've got a couple of news subjects. Six this week. So one that's really been dominating the the press and certainly the Twitter sphere and the Ooh. the echo chamber that you got. Well, I don't know if it's an echo chamber, but certainly the uh, the routes that we all run online is the IGN plagiarism issue. Um, obviously, mm. that's Philip Mewson, who's NVC podcast host, um, which is obviously one of the three biggest podcasts that they 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 host over there and. Um, I think he was the Nintendo editor, Mark, was he as well? Yeah, yeah he right? was yeah. indeed, yeah. Um, he was caught um, blatantly plagiarising a, a, I'd say, a YouTuber's, with not too many yeah, subs. Which, which he, 
the, the guy he plagiarised from didn't seem to have that much traction. No, like, it, not at, all. at that moment. A couple of thousand um, Twitter followers, a couple of thousand subs, but which, I don't which think seems to make more thousand, sense really. if you're if you're going to plagiarise, do it from someone who's, you know, quite small in the field. But, it, but you know, since uh, we'll probably get onto this. I it mean, seems the, like. that, that, that's the thing that bothers me because like to to hunt down minnows like that takes a mm-hmm. bit of time and effort, doesn't it? And then like to well, it's a conscious effort, isn't it, to yeah. go after the guys that you know full well. Okay, their content probably won't be broadcast enough, so that other people are going to hear about it or watch it and. Well, why don't you insidious. use that time and thought process and effort to do a blooming dream job? Like, yeah, it's such, such a strange thing to do. But the um, the review in question was a game called Dead Souls, immensely popular game. It's been getting absolutely rave reviews. I think mm. IGN re-rated it as 9.5. Mewson originally gave it a 9.7. Uh, Metacritic, I think, has got it around about the 90 mark. So clearly an absolutely brilliant game. And how the hell you can play something like that and not come away with an original thought um, what I wanted to ask you both, but you know, we've done a couple of re- reviews between ourselves. Yeah. What's your process? Do you read anything online or do you, do well, you just kind of dive into the game and then come up with your own thoughts? How I've done it for, for the last couple that I've done, I've done Elements More recently. Um, I did, uh, what was the one before that that I did? I've done loads of flight ones recently. Have you? Yeah, I did that, that, that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Skies of Fury, um, Xenoblade. Yeah, like, so the process of them is I normally have my little laptop by the side of me and I just start jotting down <laughs> the thought yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> side, I jot down a little thing. nice little laptop oh there it yeah. is it really is little it's, it's oh, tiny yeah. you know? oh there it is oh it's a beauty so I type on my little laptop like little thoughts or ideas as I'm playing it and then when I come to write the review then I've got them there but do you feel like you've met <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I said little laptop. <laughs> little laptop. It's a, defini- it's a definitive um, expose <laughs> on a process. It's your new it rap is. name. Um, <laughs> do you ever find then? So, like, if you've if you've digested content from another source, Mark. So, if you've read like review from IGN, or you know, because again, when we put our reviews up, it's usually quite a long time after the game's been out, just on your little laptop. So, you've got the opportunity to kind of sit there and digest it a I little think we've bit. Got the podcast title, by the way. Oh my god, we have as well the little laptop yeah. chronicles, the chronicle Pete's, Pete's little laptop. Oh my word, that sounds that sounds seedy. Oh um, <laughs> definitely going for that a clickbait. So that's not a euphemism, is it? No, it's definitely not. Well, it might be. You never know what's on there. Um, swans. Um, so from our perspective then, so from Mark again, like, you digest content quite regularly. I do as well. Pete does as well. We're all online. Mm. How the hell do you block out the stuff that you've already read and watched and trust yourself not to, well, not, obviously not purposefully, but certainly um, subconsciously put that content into your content? Yeah, well, I feel like you can obviously be influenced by the people's opinions. And if you're going to write a review quite soon after doing that, if you're trying to get the review up quite quickly after the game's coming out, I would just try and do it straight from the game. But mm. our reviews, um, I've recently done uh, Darkest Dungeon, the uh, Crimson um, Curse uh, DLC review that's up, and um, Goetia, two games I really liked. But it was a long time since anyone's been reviewing them, so I didn't really read any reviews, to be honest. Mm. So to come up with my own thoughts was relatively straightforward because I just hadn't read much on them. Do you yeah. know, that, that, that's a really interesting dynamic you've put forward. That's not the pressure that, that we're under to get like a fast turnaround. We're doing this as a hobby, like we're, we're enjoying the games, investing time in them, and then putting them up when we feel like writing about them. Completely different to working to a deadline. Completely different to, to having to get like a real 
fleshed out deep review in a small amount of time Mm. that that must be a lot of pressure it's more interesting as well like the guys well i presume because it's a relatively small indie dev company um well not small but an indie dev company that's provided him with a review copy Mm. so he will have had that in very good time he will Mm. have had that plenty of um Mm. opportunity to complete the game i think he noted in his review that he completed it relatively um uh, sorry not relatively but he completed it before obviously posting a review so he got that up the day before the game came out that's out there in the wild he's then been able to video edit he's then been able to conduct presumably some sort of market campaign get it over to metacritic plug it on any sort of do his podcast or whatever it might be and then with all that in mind he's gone you know what, you know what i really don't want to do is sit there and create original content um, quite interestingly though I think a lot of the IGN staff is unfairly have started to get quite a lot mm. of flack because now, of this I, I, I've heard people saying that IGN have taken a lot of flack on this I mean from I mean I, I don't follow it as closely as you two you two are very like you have your finger on the pulse when it comes to social media you can follow a story as it's breaking um, and I kind of pick up the crumbs from you and have a look from the outside in like usually just after the fact and my reading of it straight away was that it was 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 him and not the company. Yeah. Is that not the way it's been perceived by everyone? Or it, it, go on, Mark. I think there's been a few people who think that there's some um, uh, that IGN should should hold some responsibility for hiring him in the first place without noticing his plagiarism. Because there's been a couple of really interesting aspects, uh, as far as I'm concerned, about it. it um, f- firstly, with him. Um, you know, uh, there were a few people at IGN who were kind of giving him the benefit of the doubt and saying, um, oh, he was under a lot of pressure. It, it's tough when you're under pressure. So, you know, it's probably just this one-off. He is leaving, but it's probably just this one-off. So let's be kind with our comments. But then, in you know, we've since discovered that he was doing it before he was under the IGN level of pressure. You know, he, he, he was plagiarizing back when he was uh, the, just the YouTube, you know, just the YouTube host and, and he had a lot of followers. But I, I don't see why you would do it back then. There's no need to get it under the same time scales of of the IGN thing. It's just really bizarre. Yeah. And, and plagiarizing from other people at, off other people at IGN is really weird because that's just going to be seen. Well, I think that's why it got uh, yeah. so strange. Sorry, Pete. I think no, that's why it got so weird. Yeah. With so the guy. Dead Souls was the first kind of point on there. And the guy the guy didn't apologize. Well, he was saying apology video. He didn't apologize. He just kind of took credit. Yeah, I um, so, you know, I, that's the, the, the key producer on this document. I should have known that. It, but hold on. You haven't said sorry at all, which is very, very weird. Um, and then he almost challenged Jason Schreier, I think, of Kotaku. <sighs> he was like one of the most pedantic journalists and, and an expert. He's awesome to yeah. like find more content. And this guy went, okay, cool. Found yeah. a FIFA 18 review that the guy clearly plagiarized. Found a LinkedIn page <laughs> of his own, of Philip Mewson's LinkedIn, and uh, that he copied off someone else. Then he, he found an Octopath Traveler article that Philip Mewson had written that plagiarized IGN's own bloody review of the thing. Yeah. And it's like, how the hell is this guy now? So this is me being completely candid. Um, I got um, pulled in university for plagiarism. So it wasn't the kind of plagiarism where I went out and copied something. Uh, what happened with me is I didn't correctly cite a source. 
and the source was in, incorrect. It was the Daily Mail, but um, why I use the Daily Mail at uni? Don't, don't ask me. It was a long time ago. Um, but they got me with like software like Authenticate, it's called, or Plague Scan. Mm. Um, so what that'll mm. do is it'll, it'll flag up anything. I think it's just standard practice for most universities, especially Redbrick now, where they, they put it through these this churn. And at the end of it, it'll, it'll point out anything similar or it'll certainly work out the syntax of words and go, okay, well, you've just lifted it and changed words slightly. So it's still plagiarism. Mm. Um, why the hell don't they have this in big corporations, like especially a journalistic? I mean, it, I think it's the difference between academic rigor and fast news for mm. hobbyists and stuff. I mean, I mean, mm. I, I mean, I, I don't think you could have the fast pace depth of review i mean essentially you go on igm because you want a review of a game that you might be getting you, yeah. you, you do do i spend 40 quid on this um and you need it quick that information because the hype train's been rolling for ages yeah. you really want this game so you, you get a fast review and you can't really have like the academic rigor that comes with the testing rereading comparing with other sources that you would maybe want to make sure that it was completely independent, <coughs> genuine, and original, um, mm. and have that fast release of content. Even if they do get like review copies, like even then, that that process is pretty hard to do. I'd imagine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's why it's always good to get you know numerous sources for for any, you know for any, any of your information people. <laughs> absolutely, <Yeah. laughs> multiple sources. No, 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 games no. as well. All um, you need is switch underscore. I. That's a joke. That's a joke. That's a joke. Everything on that page is plagiarized. Everything except, on yeah. <laughs> it's really not except everything we haven't reviewed yet. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> we send we send reviews to each other in WhatsApp format. Mark usually critiques it by going, "Needed a comma there, Dan." Well, I mean, I don't know. I think it's it's very easy on the other end of a scandal to think like, well, what, "How didn't they know?" But like, the only reason we know is with hindsight, and I'm sure. I mean, when I've seen him. I, I've seen some great stuff that he's done. I've I've seen him, like I've read the reviews he's done, and I I like them. Like, and it's just like, oh, that that he's got a good way of writing. It just doesn't seem like it's it's absolutely. His and I think it's worth noting that this thing did really snowball over a couple of days. But I've got um uh, one of the guys over there, Brian Altano's comments on it. Oh, so yeah, I'll just awesome. yeah, it's pretty sad when you read this, but I'll just read it and it says, hey, I haven't spoken much about the recent situation at IGN. Yes. Uh, where an editor was fired for plagiarizing other people's uh, plagiarizing other people's work uh, from around the video game industry. Today, it really started weighing on me more than usual. So here's what I have to say. Uh, for the record, most video game websites don't really have practices in place to stop plagiarism because hiring people who love to write and talk about video games from their own personal perspe uh, perspective is the whole fucking point. Millions of people consume IGN's content every month and many of them would kill to get paid to talk about video games for a living. It's not like in high school where you have three days to write a book uh, you have no interest in and you half-ass some book report so you can pass and get on with your life. It's a video game. We hire you because you say you love them and you love to talk about them because why wouldn't you? That's why you applied to begin with. In games journalism, you get hired because you fucking love video games and can speak on them from your own perspective. I've been at IGM for nine years and the idea of somebody faking that but still wanting to work there is completely foreign to me. When I found out about this, I naively thought this was an isolated situation where a person was drowning in deadlines and self-doubt about their own abilities and made a huge isolated mistake. 
in and appropriating someone else's work. I'm not justifying that, of course, as it turns out. It's but one instant and a string of possibly dozens. It's unheard of in a field full of passionate enthusiasts. This week has completely fucked me up on a personal and professional level. It sucks. We let down our audience, ourselves, and most importantly, everyone that had their work taken from them. I'm genuinely saddened by the whole situation. I feel completely betrayed by somebody I thought was a colleague, co-host, and friend. I know many of you do so too. Thank you for sticking with us through this love from Brian. Um, that is absolutely heart wrenching, especially mean, when yeah. that he's a guy that you know, really revere in the industry. And no, he's great. Like, um, I, I've he's a good guy. I mean, so the salient point is that most people in that industry don't have a check and balance before. True. And like, I completely get that. And he's saying the logic for that is like, I mean, what were his words like? you assume that they fucking love video games and writing about them. Was was that a quote from him? Yeah, yeah, near enough. Like, a surgeon and a teacher, you don't just assume, do you? That, no, well, you don't. of course the surgeon's going to love protecting life, and of course the teacher's going to love... Well, how many times is Ed Sheeran be sued, being sued for plagiarising well, other people's the, work just, as well? Just on a, on a note... Like, just because it's labour of love, it doesn't necessarily mean that they haven't stolen it. Has the flack, and I don't know because I haven't read, is the flack aimed at IGM because they haven't had those checks and balances in place that other authorities... You know, I, in these situations, I, I don't or? think you ever realise whether or the volume of flack... And I always think it's probably a very condensed amount mm. of people that do it. And it's just trolling. But mm. from our perspective, I think it's it's just interesting now. So what they've done is IGN have just removed all of his work and said, right, mm. we're gonna we're gonna check it all, we're gonna go through it. The guy's taking down his well, I say apology mm. video again, like I said before, he's taking down his video. Um Response see, video. Response is probably the best way of um, a poor response yeah, video. Watch that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I think the guy's just completely I ruined mean, his own career. God knows what the hell he'll do now. I mean, there's there's no there's no upshot to this. Like it, it's sad somebody's lost a job. It it's sad that like the reputation of the company that he works for that a lot of people trust and love like seems to be a little bit tarnished. It sounds like they're doing everything they can to try and root it out. And maybe they'll start. I don't know. Maybe they'll put things in place to to vet. The, oh, they absolutely will. Uh, absolutely especially a company that size it's just it's it's naive of them definitely naive but it's also quite sweet that there isn't anything like that in place in these places because they Mm. have just got that that nerd trust in other nerds okay Mm. you're the same as me or anyone with a hobby in that way but it's uh, two sides of the coin, sadly. But should we move on to something a little bit more? Yeah, to say any any closing yeah. comments on that, Mark? Or? I mean, I just my last thought. I was just reminded of the film Cool Runnings, and um, when the Jamaican guy says to John Candy's, you know, trainer character, "Why yeah. did you do it?" and he's just like, "Had to keep, had to keep winning." Yeah, yeah. Had to keep winning. That's a really, really, really great phrase. You know what? Leave it there. Um, now that is the title for the podcast. I'm going to hold <laughs> John Candy. That's way better than Pete's little laptop. <laughs> I'm, I'm physically holding Pete back from this next point because we're going to go from something very, very low in the industry to extremely high. There's a Blizzard game coming to Nintendo, Pete. There's a Blizzard game coming. We only found out yesterday, which is one of the two things we found about in the last 24 hours. The other one was the Monster Hunter demo, but we'll get to that later on in the podcast, which you both have put a big smile on your face. Do you know? Diablo. Diablo 3? Yeah, Diablo yeah. 3. And Switch this year. Not not next year, yeah, yeah, not 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This year. Do you know the, the thing? Like, you, I'm not sure if it was you or Mark that sent me the message in WhatsApp. One the nude sen- that was Mark <laughs> yeah Mark, thanks for that but please stop um, yeah we're not asking for it Mark <laughs> your eyes are asking for it he says um, yeah 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the first, I think one of you sent it to us in the WhatsApp there. And like, I ran through to, to tell the missus. So, oh my God, like Blizzard. Are releasing. <laughs> what did she, say? Have, she was like, I'm kind of trying to work I'm here. In the I was like, all right, I'll come back later. <laughs> but no, I, yeah. that is a game that, that I care a lot about. I, I've spent a lot of time on it. Um, couch co-op again. I, like, I played it to end game. It was, it the was seasons. And this game is like an ultimate edition. It's got, it's got everything. It, it, it's going to have everything it was one of the games i predicted for e3 and it's come out in the middle of bloody august there were some rumors earlier in the year i think there was a couple of posts were kind of like is this coming is it not coming it was a safe bet e3 wasn't it it was like oh yeah they'll definitely announce it blizzard 15 years whatever it's been 15 years yeah well i can't think of a, a single blizzard game that's been on a nintendo console no none of the warcraft ones nope no, yeah. so I, I think... What is it about this game that's got you excited? What is this game? Um, so it's like an isometric um, like camera perspective where you play the role of um, certain character classes and there's like a hunter, a crusader. There's the new kind of... Or the newer character, which is like a necromancer. There's a mage, there's a barbarian. And then you travel through different dungeons. So it's right up Mark Street. And you... <laughs> you what traveling? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, both actually. He does travel a lot. He does love um, traveling. I do love traveling, and yeah, and and I love you know a good good dungeon. Yeah, he does yeah. love a good. It's particularly if it's dark. Um, this yeah, isn't the darkest dark dungeon. dungeon, but there are some dark dungeons in it. And, oh, there's some like there's some quite sort of light yeah, illuminated well, dungeons. It basically tells the story. I mean, it's narrative driven for the main story part, and there's like angels versus demons and then like there's some angels and demons that kind of coupled up and created humans which have good and evil in them and but the angels are actually pretty evil but long and short of it um (laughs) the story's convoluted and 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 pretty good and it's got the epic kind of they do like fmvs well at blizzard they know how to do it yeah and some of them like i just imagine them now coming back and they're really really good um, really atmospheric. Blizzard know exactly how to get every single drop Whoa. out of a bit of hardware as well. Yeah, so it's essentially a, a gear grind. You go through trying to unlock the best gear that you can for your character. And there's they, they do it in seasons. So there's like a certain season that you all join in to play and you, you unlock the gear and the, the, the items that will strengthen your character enough. It's online for, a, for the most part, although you can play it single player. But it's more fun if you have more than one person playing it, obviously, because yeah, like ideally you want four people going through a dungeon together. Uh, it's customizable in terms of its difficulty level, but the main draw for it is it's just an absolute drain on time, energy, resources, and it's so engaging. It's just, and one of the things I've liked is Blizzard released Diablo 3 with things that the gaming community didn't like. So, for example, uh, the item drops would very rarely be the items that you needed. So you could be playing, as say, a group like a Crusader, but you'd not likely get the gear that you wanted. So you'd have to go on something called the Auction House, which is where people put items up to, oh, okay. to sell. Mm. But what this meant is you'd basically play the game to go on the auction house hmm. because you'd never get the drop of what you'd actually need. So you'd have to go on this auction house. And, and it really reduced the game. And it, like a lot of people who were dead excited about Diablo 3 like, were like, oh my God, this is the worst game I've ever played. I can't oh, really? believe it. Yeah, they hated it. Um, so Blizzard 
over the course of and I, I can't remember the date it started, but this has been this is a game that's got a long life cycle. They've changed it, updated it, developed it. There's now no longer an auction house. They've changed multiple other things. It's almost a completely different game with all the additions and changes they've made. They've treated it like they do with their MMOs, like of them constantly changing and developing and adapting. And they should be commended for it because that game now is just an amazing game because they've reacted to feedback and they haven't just settled with, well, that's the game we've released. And if you want a better version of that, well, Diablo 4 is going to come out. No, they've worked on a game that people have paid the entry ticket for to make it the best it can be. And I think that's brilliant. I think there needs to be mm. more of that. I'd be very surprised. I mean, BlizzCon this year, I've just had a little look online. Uh, so it's November 2nd to 3rd. You get more of these developers. I think we've just gone over the QuakeCon, was it? Yeah, yeah. Bethesda's yeah, yeah. one? Yeah. So they've just released, I don't know, a whole load of uh, new stuff about Fallout 67, 76, 67, 69. 76, 76, 76, 84, 32. Yeah. Um, yeah, they didn't, yeah, that's a really good point. Actually, I forgot <laughs> and we did they, announced, uh, they announced Doom Eternal for Switch. Talking about that next. They yeah. certainly did, yeah. Doom Eternal. That's a very, Stay very good segue. For, uh, Doom Eternal. Know, yeah. <laughs> the reason I'm excited for Diablo, so it's another thing, but you not peer pressured me, but just with your enthusiasm over it and said it's a great couch co op, buy it, you know, you'll be able to enjoy a couple of rounds with the misses. Um, I, mean, I, I played it for about two weeks solid with her. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is the thing. without her. You can sometimes find, and I'm not sure if you find this, Mark, with, with a lot of couch co-op, which they say, oh, it's, it's like everyone can play it. It, mm. it means that because I think even though we've got a Switch, like all of us, we're quite hardcore. I mean, you're playing Salt and Sanctuary at the moment. Like we're about to just invest hours of our life into Monster Hunter, I think. Are we? And, uh, oh. <laughs> well, one of us is. Um, are you mm-hmm. buying a copy of that for all of us, or what's going on? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah sure that, did, that's yeah. what's happening. Yeah, yeah. Sorted. Sorted. I, I'm Brewski. Actually, no, Dan, why are you the Brewski one? Aren't I you? was Brewski. Yeah, yeah. Sadly, I'm, 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 I'm not anymore. Definitely not anymore. Because he's got tons of money. That's Dan. Da, da, Dave. Da, Dave. <laughs> what? <laughs> Hello, Dave. Oh, David. Back. David's gone. David. <laughs> David. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, no, no, I'm probably not that. But my point is. Um, we could probably be classed in some circles as, as pretty hardcore gamers. Like, we will sit for hours on end with really difficult games. I'm sat here in my shorts, drinking beer with two other grown men, totally. doing a podcast about <laughs> Nintendo. I'd, I'd like to think we were probably yeah, hardcore we're, we're, gamers by now. Probably not. Ca- I, I'm pretty hardcore casual, to be fair. But um, <laughs> <laughs> Filthy casual. Yeah. Um, like, I'm just, like, specialising in Candy Crush or what have you. Um, like, what Diablo's got is this lovely balance, which... Nintendo were quite well known for, I think, because like the, there was real depth. To, even if you think of Wii Sport, like do you remember like the tennis game? Or like there was depth to that if you yeah. could figure out exactly how to hit your shots, and there was enough for a hardcore gamer to get something out of it, at least something. Um, that's probably not the best example, but my point stands still. I think. <laughs> um, but Diablo has got the balance perfect. Like it's really accessible. You can, you can do it and not really know what's going on, but like still get an experience from it, enjoy the story, play the game, put the controller down and go, really enjoyed that, that was dead good, those waves of enemies we defeated. Or you can go really down the rabbit hole and micromanage and stat bust and make it so that your version of that character is the definitive version of that character. <laughs> and that's what it's got. It's got this brilliant balance of not just 
it's either hardcore or casual it's both and they can both be playing at the same time getting the, a good experience out of it on both but completely fleshed out and I can't think of many games that do that as well as Diablo does. I think with the support that you get from Blizzard as well, like you know you're going to get a very, very well-polished game that is going to get continuous support for oh, yeah. like months to come. They're not going to drop and go. Like, like When they release it, it's like, no, we, we care about it and we're going to make sure this is the best version of this you could get. Like, it's it's yeah. a good point to segue. Mark, have you got any, any touch points on Diablo before we... The only, the only thing I was going to ask, uh, Pete, obviously mm. extremely excited about it. He's been talking about it um, <laughs> a lot of the um, the podcasts up until now and it's super exciting that it's coming. I just oh, think I, I heard rumours that it was potentially coming in October and if it does, Ooh. then um, if you could choose one of these, uh, Pete, Starlink or... Diablo 3 what would it be good question that's a cracking question even though I've played Diablo to death it's Diablo and it's because because and we've spoken about this a number of times like what I enjoy is of course computer games and I love like flying flying I love Star Fox (laughs) like Year of the Star Fox there is both flying and Star Fox in this game that's a very good point neither of those are in Diablo as far but, as I can tell. It's a lot of running along on some ground. Star yeah, Fox you know. could be there. You never know. I mean, a lot of gravity in that game, mate. That's a very good point. He's got you yeah. there. You make brilliant points, but <laughs> I think you... <laughs> like, I don't... Do you remember we was talking about uh, Donkey Kong Tropical Freezing, not in a junky no. way? But do you remember I was saying, like, I, I'm not sure I would pay full price for a game that came out on the Wii U, and I'm not sure what else it would bring aside from a, another ape on a on a board and like i stand by that another one yeah (laughs) how often do you see apes on boards (laughs) you're watching a very different version of point break to me diablo's (laughs) got so much content in there i I can't even explain how much content there is like there's the story mode there's the different acts there's the the difficulty levels there's different randomly generated levels there's fleshed out characters you can max them to level 70 like you can get gear for all of them there's so much content in there it is not a game that i'd just pick up and play for say six months and be done it's a game that like will be there for couch co-op but online and that is a game that is a life of a console game Hmm. whereas starling i'm I'm sure like it's going to be a really good game but if it was between the two of them i'm going to pick the one that will last the life of the console and I'm pretty sure Diablo would be that over say think over Scott Starling I I think it's super important as we segue over as well to uh, the next new subject we've got to mention that there's there's specific Nintendo content coming like the Legend of Zelda stuff so Diablo 3 has got Legend of Zelda um, Ganondorf cosmetic armor shut the front door it's also got was it it's got Gandalf stuff hasn't it Gandalf Gandalf yeah, I hope so. I don't think I don't, it might do, but I didn't see that related to. Oh no, I, I just I just always said like that was more for one. That was more for <laughs> one be. person. Like I always said okay. that. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's okay. Like I, I always said like my mage character should be Gandalf. Like, it, it doesn't matter. It's a mute point. So there's a Ganondorf, you say. Yeah, you can get a armor <laughs> set for Ganondorf, and um, a bit like they did with 
the port of Skyrim, uh, the HD version oh, okay. of that, where they dropped, you, you know, you could get like the tunic. a Link costume set and there nice. were a treasure chest and the Master Sword and things. There's a few items similar to that in the Diablo 3 release. Um, you can get Majora's Mask, Wings... I mean, um, there's a Triforce character portrait frame and things like that. And you can walk around with a, a cuckoo, like one of the chicken I mean, pets. Do you know what? Uh, that sounds pretty cool. That kind of collaboration is a really good sign. It suggests yeah. that Nintendo's people and Blizzard's people have sat down and gone like, right, what can we do together? That's yeah, a good sign. Does. And it probably suggests like a, a better relationship in the future. So in, the, in the same, <laughs> oh, don't in the same vein. Then so we're talking last week. Very indie developers were talking like I think we touched on Dead Souls coming out. We were talking about Salt Sanctuary. We were talking about Darkest Dungeon. We're talking about indie games. In the same vein, we're now talking about blooming um, Bethesda with Doom Eternal, which we'll move on to now. And we're also talking mm-hmm. about um blizzard with yeah. diablo 3 so oh, can i oh, oh can i just give you the perfect segue here go for it diablo diablo 3 is called diablo 3 eternal collection for the switch ah and moves um, us straight on to doom eternal beautiful. which is my yeah. but the fact we're talking about these triple a developers Pros. Mm. Ah. yeah <laughs> <laughs> doing this it's just mate episode 13 what <laughs> what what um but the fact we're talking about huge developers that have you know bringing their games to switch we're getting announcements in the middle of absolutely nothing there's directs going on non-stop about direct uh, direct nintendo content and then we've got all the other indie um games and everything it's just absolutely ridiculous so doom eternal i watched the um i'd say the, the five minute six minute gameplay trailer did either of you two manage to i've pick seen it a lot up? of talk about it Mm-hmm. and i've read but i haven't seen the trailer it looks imagine heavy metal in the form of a game not like guitar hero but more <laughs> so like actual a oh, rock band represent, rep, yeah i forgot it actual represented um heavy metal i'm not talking about blooming diddy kong or whatever he is wearing his do no, rag this, this i'm talking about like legit he- like you know that in uh, Mad Max, there's that like guitarist on the front of that massive truck yes. thing. This is like the game version of that. Yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm in. Sold. <laughs> Where do I sign up? Pre-orders. <laughs> frantic. And what I kind of like about it as well, with the announcement coming with the gameplay, it's not like it's three months after the games come out. This is this game is coming out on Switch. This so is therefore, the of the tide. set your yeah. expectations based on what we're showing you, um, mm. which is just insane compared to the one, the graphical fidelity of the game. To uh, that thing has to run in 60 fps has to based on the, the speed of the bloody thing it's going to be the first one run in 60 or 30 uh it's a very good i can't point. remember i want to say the first doom that 30, came out on yeah. switch 30 yeah is it 30 yeah, yeah. That, that was one of the sacrifices they had to make to make it run on the console okay i and i suspect that'll be the same yeah, for this unless, I think so, unless yeah. like between now and then they release like a a Switch Pro or something. <laughs> I mean, the long and short of it, and, and I think the thing that's really exciting about this is regardless of what the, 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 the IP is, is it is a Switch announced game in line with the other releases for the other big boys in town. Yeah. And we've been talking for a long time that like the sorry just segue yeah, here what? so uh, segue um, just interrupt um, it, can we change it to Pogo even with the latest development <laughs> with Pogo in here guys uh, just with the latest development and latest patch Doom still drops at some points to below 20 FPS 
So oh, wow. uh, you know, it can be a little bit sketchy. Mm-hmm. Sorry, mm-hmm. Pete. Cole. Yeah. Um, so it, my only point was that we've been talking for a while about there being like a, a bit of a, a launch lag, I think we called it, where like games get res- released on other, con- other consoles and then release on the Switch later at the same price of when they were released on other, other consoles. They're like a tenner, but for ours, it's like full ticket price. Yeah. Yeah. This is one of the first games which is like the the turning of the tide and it's like yeah we know the switch is a thing we know it's dead successful we want a piece of that um so we are gonna launch them all together and the switch is just another arm or another console that we can make our revenue out of it's yeah. it, it, it's the start of third parties maybe accepting or, or at least one third party accepting it is it like a, a legitimate strand the only worry about that, and I'm I'm super excited, and I agree, is that that kind of happened before with Dark Souls Remastered was going to be on the Switch very close to the Dark Souls Remastered release for the other consoles, yeah. mm. and We're then obviously we've seen the release date slip to October nineteenth. Which I think is an upcoming topic. Sorry, I keep doing that, Dan. I keep doing that, Dan. Is it? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, and... Um, He's a little page turner. It is? Page? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> I've got to see the next bit. Get to the next bit. Do you want just the answers to Millionaire now and then we'll just bloody chip it off and get well, drunk? If anyone needs the answers, it's, it's, it's me. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely fine. Forget it. Uh, yeah, no, I was just saying, I mean, that is a worry. that they, They're saying it's going to be done and we've got, you know, the boys at... Um, Oh, damn it. What are they called? I'm blanking on the developers. Um, From software? These- Dark Souls. Oh, well, God, I know what you mean. Panic um, button. Yeah. Panic button. They've been yeah, doing yeah, the, These are the guys doing it. And obviously they've got more experience than um, maybe the, the Dark Souls crew. And therefore we should see, if, if they think it's going to yeah. be day and date with the other releases, we should, potentially we should see it. So I'm a bit more confident for this one. But there is that slight worry that it may slip if, if things don't track well. I think so. And I think um, it's more what, what is the development cycle based on the amount of time that they've had? So let's let's try and think it back. So Doom came out, it was the back end of last year? Yeah, I'm thinking like November last year. So, but I, yeah, correct us if you're wrong, people. I know, yeah, correct us if we're wrong. Email us on the website. I can't remember the email address, but it's on the website. Just, email, just tweet at Mark, at SmartMaltby. <laughs> There we go. Um, one thing I would say is, so they've, let's say it came out in November last year. Um, they've had a month to deem it in their eyes a commercial success enough to bring Eternal onto the console. So at that point, they probably pulled the trigger on Wolfenstein as well because I don't think that was announced. Uh, no, it was. Well, it was announced before Doom came out. I'm pretty sure Wolfenstein. So they've seen the performance of Doom and gone, okay, we trust that this console is going to have a good enough install base for this type of game to go bump. Yeah. And I, I, they, they know now, so they can just put resources behind these games where they know it's just going to sell well. Um, it's a bit of a shame that we didn't, I don't think we saw that for, um, oh, again, I'm blanking on the guys, the guys who make Grand, Grand Theft Auto. Um, Rockstar. Rockstar, their yeah. game that they released. Um, Alain Noir, yeah. Yeah, Alain Noir. I don't think that had the similar level of success because if it had, I think we'd be starting to hear rumours about other games. Um, I've confirmed that Doom did come out in November last year. So. Yeah. Mm. Wonderful. I think it's more from Rockstar's point of view and you will get... Um, I don't understand why we're not seeing more of the back catalogue from these type of publishers. So Bethesda have clearly got panic button on dial, on speed dial, I should say. <laughs> so they're just going, yeah. right, 
Garner on it. This is going to take. If you think, okay, Skyrim was a priority. We need that launch. Um, get, or was well, it three months after launch? Well, it was one of the first games that was showed to to try and encourage people that third parties would be on Switch so, after the horror of Wii U. So again, yeah. from that, <laughs> yeah, from that perspective of Skyrim getting on the console. <laughs> What else would Bethesda say? Right, go and work on Fallout 4. Go and work on maybe Fallout 3. Go and work on maybe Fallout New Vegas. Get me a... Rage get, 2. Get me Rage... Well, I don't know about that. Yeah. Get me even just Rage... Well, saying that Rage is probably a bit too old now to port over. I think it was the 360 game, if I remember rightly. But from their perspective, they're going, right, get me these games on this console because it's just going to make money. Um, whereas I've heard, I've heard Panic Button say that they have got a backlog of, of games they are developing. And so that's quite encouraging that they might have a set of these games that maybe there is a Fallout 3, maybe there is a... Um, a New Vegas, yeah. Well, New Vegas or it, a Bloodborne or something, who knows? It, it's Panic Button that are doing Warframe, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've got their, their pockets full, haven't they? They've really? got their pockets full, but then I, I don't know the size of the team over there, but if they've been able to bank out the games that they have been, was Tropical Freeze, was that a panic button? Oh, no, no, that, no. That, that was, 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 that that was direct. Yeah. Was that right? Yeah, oh, sorry. Yeah, of course it was. Yeah. But what, what else have they brought, panic button? Oh, so anything Bethesda. So the panic button basically seemed to be in charge They've done more of remasters that, and ports across they haven't done any individual IP yet panic button uh, not they no, intend to but they did something for another developer I can't remember their game they did the uh, that that um the the the, rate, the car game with the football oh, the Rocket, Rocket League yeah. Rocket League I think they did that as well so yeah, 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 let's just say they've got this this talent pool of people that are very good at bringing these games back and they're just going to be over encumbered now for the next uh, three, four, well, six months, whatever it might be, to try and bring these games to the Switch. Yeah. Would your priority be, as Bethesda, get me, okay, guys, your our dev team, get me Doom Eternal on there um, and get me Fallout 4 from Panic Button and then we'll think about further down the line whether or not we can port over X, Y, or Z game. Mm. And bearing in mind, this is probably at the point when Nintendo was starting to release... Um, dev copies of their next console or the next iteration of Switch if it is an incremental update I mean I think it I think it coincides with a time where Nintendo's fires have been like they've been working overtime like they've had pretty much a game a month haven't they for the lifespan of the Switch like give or take like a big release and they can't keep producing games at the rate that they did like they, they just can't like the games that they're producing have been like games of a generation, like coming out on the console and they've released them quickly. We know that they need third parties to start picking up the ball here because they can't just keep the momentum going by themselves. We know there's a Zelda in development. We know there's yeah, but how long away? It, well, yeah. that's the point, isn't it? I don't even know how, how long a game like Zelda would take. But if they've they've taken on someone from last year, there was adverts, wasn't there, for a job posting? So if they're building up again and they're going, right, okay, we're going to rely on our third parties for maybe a year. So 2019 is the year of the, we are we are back with the big boys. We are mm-hmm. back of, as being a multi-platform console. We're recognised as, um, you know, being re-established. And then 2020 is the game when you start to see the next Mario or... Original content again coming Yeah, yeah. Bearing in mind, we haven't even had Mario Maker. We saw a rumour before for Super Mario Brothers. I don't, I don't see why they don't bring 3D World back. Did, did you play that on the Wii U, Mark? Um, which one? Say it again. Uh, Mario 3D World. 
Loved it. Loved yeah, that. Yeah, that yeah. Those are two of my favorite. Why is um, that? That Mario needs games. to be coming back. Like that. That. Yeah. I'd have that over the the launch title Super Mario Bros. Mm. One. So, so we. Got, the, yeah, Super Mario Brothers. New Super Mario Brothers Wii U. Yeah, it's called yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. It's a clumsy name. They can't call it that again. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the the newer Super, uh, Super Mario Brothers. Um, and now yeah. that Luigi Switch. U as well, or whatever it was. But Oh, yeah, the year of Luigi. <laughs> oh, I'll God, take yeah. that, because that was a good 2D Mario game, and there isn't one at the moment, so I'll take mm. it. even Because the problem with the Switch for um, um, Mario Maker is that there's no stylus, and that's yeah. really useful uh. for that the making. And I don't think it would work very well with finger, because... You do need that sort of fidelity of... Um, it's very precise, action. isn't it? It's quite a precise building game, and it was incredibly fun. And I do think that needs a second iteration, because there were some issues with like the online and, and mm. how um, they categorized a lot of the data, mm. um, w- you know, a lot of the levels that were put online, and how that, to find them was quite tricky. So I would love a, a, a new version of that, but it... Uh, the Switch does have some problems for it, I think. Mm. Maybe they could release a physical yeah. copy with a stylus. kind of does. I mean, uh, we'll kind of gloss over the next one, what's uh, next news topic. So Switch Online, second half of September. Said a lot about that. I think it was we knew it was September anyway, so it's not really too much of a, a massive um, announcement. The NES list looks nice. It's a good list. Yeah, yeah happy with that. Um, Dark Souls, confirmed date, October 19th. Personally, um, bit disappointed. I, I've changed my mind a lot on it. Uh, like when it was announced you still got the pre-order no cancelled it did you mm-hmm. uh, I, I cancelled it only because like I, I know where I'm putting my money now for the next couple of months yeah like, definitely like w- when Dark Soul w- was announced I was like oh my god that, I really want to play that again and I can't wait to play it on Switch but now there's so many other games being announced in and around this like that goes to the to probably the back of the queue, they've missed their hype train. I think, and I, and I know they had to push it back for whatever reason, but I just think they've they've pushed it back a little bit too far. They maybe peaked a bit too soon. Because that um, that panic button were busy, weren't they? <laughs> Couldn't do it for them. Yeah. No, this is yeah. it. I still think it will do. I still think it will do really well because it's coming in a bit cheaper as well. Uh, it's like thirty pounds rather yeah, than the four fifty, which yeah. is which okay. is nice. I mean, and I, th- I wish we saw a bit more of that from these sort of it's like older a nod. games. Yeah. It's a nod yeah. to the fact that yeah, we know this has been here before, but here you go. Yeah, it's interesting. So again, just a very very nice tidbit to end on the news uh, topic for us. So Nintendo hits seven hundred million consoles sold, consoles sold in their history. 700 million well played to them it's not bad is it good good luck to them i say you know they're an up up and coming sort of crew love to see what they do in the future um difficult second album coming up it's a shame they just (laughs) don't have a history isn't it (laughs) this is it i mean can i just say that we sort of buried the lead a little bit with this news because we haven't discussed the smash direct at all (laughs) (laughs) we did say we were going to do this podcast just to smash direct as well i know yeah yeah let's um let's touch on it i kind of picked up a little couple of bits work was mad busy that week but did you guys watch it so it is literally um really sad news for people who haven't seen the direct um it turns out luigi is Mm. dead no more yeah so no more luigi Um, but yeah, it's canon. He's dead. Okay. And um, <laughs> yeah, he's dead. They're gonna have trouble with that um, DLC for that Mario there's, game later yeah. in the year. There's you have to just, rename. It's just Mansion. Now. Well, Mario Party is now like Mario Week, and um, <laughs> <laughs> they all just like go around the board reminiscing good stories with Luigi. There and aren't ca- many. Lots involve Hoovers, but <laughs> and occasionally stopping and crying. <laughs> Peach just is beside herself, like. 
Mario gets suspicious. <laughs> say Peach. Daisy's going, why are you crying? Yeah. Um, yeah, so Castlevania's back with a vengeance. I love, like, one thing that maybe hasn't got as much traction as I thought it would, like the amount of music on there. There's loads of, like, musos that are dead into that. I love yeah. the idea of you, you're plugging your headphones into your Switch and it being, like, just a music player. Of, like, somebody game. put on. I love that. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm never doing it, but I love no. the idea of it. Like, somebody put on, I can't remember which developer it was, it was, like, 40 tracks from them, and it went over to Square Enix, and it's, uh, it was just Final Fantasy, and it was just two tracks, and that's all <laughs> they've given. I was like, you harsh bastards but of they, all the things they've done for you. Though, aren't they? Oh, no, but that's yeah. ridiculous. I, I'm trying to think who it was. I'm sure it was Capcom. I've given, like, 30-odd tracks from all of their different games, and then Square yeah. Enix, like, two <laughs> tracks from Final Fantasy. Oh, it was absolutely There's brilliant. something like 25 Castlevania songs and stuff like that, so it's Well, the just Castlevania music is spot crazy. on, like... Yeah. <laughs> it's so going to be yeah, so good. I pre-ordered the... Um, What's that? I don't know, the ultimate edition. I think that's the way of phrasing it with the I GameCube pre-ordered control. It yet. I shall. Eighty pounds. Eighty pounds. Why I say that? Is that oh all right? Fifty quid with a GameCube. Why the hell they don't bring a wave bird out? Oh, I yeah. used to love the wave bird. Isn't that stupid though? Mm. Ridiculous. Still wide, is it? Are you, are you actually going to play it with the GameCube controller though? I haven't got a oh, choice. Broke, broke well, you will now, though. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you yeah. hadn't spent like... Oh, Dave, <laughs> can you do refunds? <laughs> um, I haven't got a bloody oh, choice. I hope Dave is not like a like a long stay of the podcast. I, I, no, it really isn't. It's not coming back just now. Just imagine Dan like sitting like three metres away from the from the telly just so he can play with his game. <laughs> and then so, the rest of us. Like, I, haven't even, shit, I haven't even thought of that. Oh yeah. my God. What if it doesn't work with other games as well? I oh, know they, they. What Nintendo have, have frequent? I mean, there's stuff Why that could go with this game. No, they, no, no, it'll no, it'll run with the classic controller, won't it? Like, so the old HD will come out at some point. You can play that. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, or it could just. They, they tend yeah. to be like if they, they if they release like an accessory for a console, it tends to be used in more than just one thing. Like it, it's not normally just like yeah, this those is only uh, those Donkey Kong Kong Congo <laughs> <laughs> whatever they were. They've really come down well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, those speed that, runners, yeah. speed runners. Uh, yeah, you might. Uh, have apart been. from that, yeah, you might have got me there. No, like. People are using those, but just not for games. <laughs> <laughs> actual musical instrument. Yeah, or just like sideboard, you know, like a te- bedside table and that sort of thing. Just whatever, oh, God, just, like, just, <laughs> just throw it at people. You know what? It's uh, it's it's we're coming up to fifty minutes into into the podcast, guys. You know what we should do? Oh, I, I can hear it coming. Let's switch it up. Do you like that one? Um, um, yeah, not as much. Not as much. I How about you, Mark? Did you play that one on the uh, those Donkey Kong bongos? I actually did. As well. <laughs> sat there. This is this is me in the future, but I sat there for an hour and a half and actually managed to uh, figure out how I'd use that. From uh, nice, yeah. Nice. Well, it's good. It's good that they're getting another use. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I actually played it on a wave bird. Yeah, we hitting a triangle with a wave bird. <laughs> Just beating my cat up with it. 
The baby cat noises uh, in this song. Uh, I always worry after we talk about these audio things that you're, how are you going to fit all the things we talk you know about what? into the <laughs> It's what anything that happens, whether we stop or whether or not we make up some sort I of bloody love game. The kazoo halfway through that song. That kazoo halfway through. I loved it where you, where you did the video edit of you playing the harp yeah. for 20 minutes. That was excellent. 20 minutes? Okay, right. <laughs> So I was going to let you both talk about Darkest Dungeon first, but now stodgy both. Uh, we're going to move on to some different now. Dark, come on, let's talk about Darkest Dungeon. You've both been playing it still. You, Pete, it's so, got back under your skin after last week. Yeah, so when I got Darkest Dungeon, I played it probably up to, I think it's 40... It's, it's each day, isn't it, that day and night cycle. So the 14th day I probably got up to. And I hadn't got that far into it, to be honest. Um, but now I'm probably up to the second boss on most of the different locations in it. And I, and I got back into it after you were talking about um, the Crimson Curse DLC and and I was reading what you'd written about it. And I was like, yeah, I, I, I could really do with giving this another look and getting really stuck into it again. So I started and I haven't really looked back. I mean, I could literally spend hours like micromanaging my crew, um, upgrading different elements thinking of the best way to put them into a certain challenge, reading up on tactics, like, online. And there's, like, a real community of people that says, have you tried doing it like this? Um, have you tried doing it like that? Don't do this, otherwise this will happen. Like, there's... It, you can really go down the rabbit hole on it, and I and I feel like I have. I've, I've got about onto the second boss for each of the places. I've got 26 um, heroes that I can send in. I've lost three in total through being overly cautious. Like I've been very cautious. Um, but I, I've been absolutely lo- loving it. I, I haven't lost a hero in quite a while. I think the moment I do is probably when I'll put the controller down. I, I, I'll be like... Oh, really? Yeah, I think it will break my heart. I can't believe you've lost only three. Yeah. I've got like a whole crypt full of the buggers. Yeah, I don't that's know. Just, I think just, They're just all dead. I mean, I think it will break my heart. I've been I'm like very a sort cautious. of World War One general with my guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah just like, like just get over there, yeah, boys. Come on, it's a it's a long way to Tipperary. Oh, we're getting yeah. gunned down in our millions. It's a long way yeah. to go. Yeah, it's um. The girls are gonna love it, boys. Yeah. Just keep dying. Just keep dying. The girls love a soldier. Do they yeah. love one riddled with bullet holes? Oh, especially Tally like. her, guys. Tally her. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean. I think because, I don't know, I think it is a punishing game. You have to be very cautious. I, I, or at least I'm being very cautious. You're The butcher of the sum over there might not be so cautious, <laughs> yeah. but... Um, oh, God. Uh, we are drinking Hay Club. Yeah, there's a joke for historians. But um, I do like... Dear me. I didn't. Did you go? Uh, the butcher of the sum is, is Field Marshal Haig. Oh. And we're drinking Hay Club, spelt differently. Oh, just when you think oh, we're the nerds, Mark. Can I give you a polite little clap for that? Yeah, go on. <laughs> oh, I enjoyed it. But like the idea is, like for me, I've spent so much time like nurturing them. I even name them. Like so. <laughs> you? Yeah. I oh my them. god! I knew you were going to be a better. I knew as soon as you got into this because of all your, um, you know, the JRPGs and stuff that you yeah. play. That so as soon as you started, you're gonna just gonna be so much better at it than me because i'm just useless at it and i, <laughs> I enjoy it so much you're like a just, you're not you're not like um a british general you're like a russian general like you're right. like a steamroller like right i don't want, give them rifles just send them go you've just you've just actually touched a on something here a million there <laughs> you've now touched on something i'm interested in 
I want both of you to go and get your switches and tell me exactly what you've named these characters, please. I, no, um, I've not named any of mine because it's too mm, I, they, it's they too personal. So I, I but, name um, them um, in, in themes of the. So if there's a group that works, <laughs> I name them in relatable themes. So I didn't make oh, yeah. the same mistake I made with Bomber Crew because, like, I named them after my friends and family, and when they died, I was really upset. Oh my word! <laughs> like oh. I lost, I lost. Um, I think his name was Dan. No, it, her name was something like Dan. Susan Maltby. <laughs> like, so really? yeah, Susan Maltby. Oh man, and my, she's my, that's um, a bit weird. <laughs> my dad's. That's actually my dad's sister's name. Oh, I you thought you were going to say breaking my heart. Like, that's yeah. actually my dad's name. Not saying it's not acceptable, Mark, but yeah, you could have told us. Th- Please there was, don't judge. There was no? like um, th- so you can change the surnames of them. So I, I put the surnames in of like uh, of my friends and family, and and then like. They die, and I'm heartbroken. <laughs> you can put the so it was already it wasn't already called Susan though. It was you called something with that. It was either Sarah, Sarah, or Susan. I like, wow, I, really? I, yeah, it was one of those names. Not like, Smark. Not Smark. No. <laughs> At Smark Mulby. At Smark okay. Mulby. Um, so there's like, a story behind that, by the way. But we'll do that another day. Ooh. Carry on. Ooh. Um, Tease teased it yeah, yeah we'll, we'll clickbait for next week yeah we'll do a a pod light on that <laughs> a pod light <laughs> and um so yeah so for this um with Darkest Dungeon like if you land on a team that's like p- particularly successful um and I know that the game we were talking about this earlier off off the mic and that we were talking about how the game names certain makes up of, of teams so there's one that's like uh, Steel Justice or Law and Order like when you put them together because the game thinks that they're like a really optimal like group. But if I land on a really optimal group, which isn't named or like, I just don't think I'll remember, I'll try and name them something that's relatable. So mm-hmm. there's like a team, which is like, there's Ember, Flame, uh, Ash and Smoke. Like, so I'll know that those are to be named put after in a- Pokemon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Carry uh, on. Well, that's, that's an avenue I might go down. There's some which are named after like fucking Roman emperors like, because that's normal, totally normal, nothing to see here, um, and that's how I organise like them going into the dungeons and so I know that well they worked really well together for this and and that and the other, and it's just a way of because twenty twenty six characters is a lot to 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 stay on top of so you have to try and find shortcuts to remembering your groups. <laughs> Dig. Do you think you'll uh, get the Crimson Court uh, DLC? Um, not with how clingy I am to their lives. No. Right. No. Yeah, it, do, it does make it. Yeah. You need to be more willing that they might perish. And, I mean, and this, the, the, this the might be a learning decline. journey for me. Yeah. Yeah. But it's one if if you're going to do a second playthrough another time and you want it to be a bit different, that's when I'd recommend. Yeah. Cr- Crimson Court, to be honest, um, but it does come with. Um, a really amazing feature because you don't have to switch on the actual curse. I've so when you, when this, you yeah. load it, you can just switch on. Um, it comes with extra areas for your um, for the hamlet, and mm. you can just switch that on so that you can um, you can load other sort of perk areas. Like uh, so, every two two days, it might give you um, an increase in your gold or something, and you, you can nice. buy those sort of extra areas. They don't show up in the hamlet, but they're just there in the background. So nice. that's kind of cool. Well, I did notice when you select your Hamlet, um, there's like add DLC. So I did. I, I yeah. kind of assumed that you could have the DLC without adding it to that particular Hamlet. 
That's exactly it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You don't you can have it, but then apply and you can apply certain bits of it. And I've never experienced DLC like that where mm. you just say, Right, thanks for that DLC. I'll I'll load I want the um the the flagellant class hero, but I don't want the actual curse. Yeah, and just yeah. load it with that, which is quite weird. No, I, I like it. And it, it's something that it, like I only really experienced on the Switch more recently when I got the Switch. There there was a, a little bit of a lag in kind of the games I was getting and I quite like tactical kind of JRPGs. And there was Disgaea five. It's like um Oh yeah. And and you can customize literally everything on that, like from the hub world to like how your characters fight, everything on that. It's it's a quirky, weird, freaky game. But like, there's even like a character you can talk to that can augment the amount of experience your characters get from defeating enemies, for example. Like every element of it is so customizable, and like I like the idea of DLC. You can cherry pick once you've got the DLC the bits you want and the bits you don't like in Darkest Dungeon. I, the more customization, the better, as long as it's meaningful. Mark, cool. What have you been playing this week? I have mostly been playing Salt and Sanctuary because I just like alliterative games. <laughs> and um, the uh, this game, obviously, as we discussed in the last episode, is very much like a dark souls sort of game but it takes the form of a sort of platforming metro metroidvania style experience which is i'm, I'm learning is kind of my favorite um genre really if it, it i bought all in the same sort of day sort and sanctuary dead cells and iconoclasts and I, I can't wait to get to the other two but mostly so far i've been playing sort and sanctuary um really really enjoying it and i i thought that hollow knight was going to kind of be my peak game for this year for the console for for, for metroidvanias anyway but i, I have Salt to and sanctuary say, yeah um even though like, i haven't played salt and sanctuary just since you mentioned it hollow knight oh, i absolutely love it i mean such a fine game I'm, I'm beautiful not, i'm not that far into it but i was kind of getting into this pattern that you were talking about of going between a dark game and a dark game <laughs> I, I really i really was like and it, it's really, it's like, oh, I just need a break from Darkest Dungeon for a minute, the stress of it. And then it's like, I'll go to Hollow Knight and like this, this enemy that I gloomy don't have. World. Yeah, this gloomy, yeah. dark. And I get it. I really do. Hollow Knight is a really nice, pretty game. Like, um, yeah. And I just, I just don't think I can get another of that ilk. You so, know, yeah. Like Salt and Sanctuary looks great, but I just don't think I can get another. I just can't. It's much more, um, uh, combat focused over the exploration but there is mm. very strong exploration but you mm. sort of move into these different territories you, it, you you'd probably like it um for the um class structure so a bit Ooh. like with dark souls you start and you select and a bit like with skyrim and stuff you select your class of, of hero that you're going to take with you and i've gone for a very sword and shield classic nice. roman warrior sword and know. board yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Just straight down the line. None of the mm. magic nonsense. And and then, then I've skill tree because I've skill really uh, deep skill tree with it as well. And you you um as you collect salt uh, in the game. So so the currency of the game is the salt that you collect from. You harvest it from the enemies. Nice. You take it back to the sanctuaries, and the sanctuaries are sort of few and far between, like the fires in Dead Souls. Yeah. You take your salt Talk. to them, and you pay salt to level up your characters and every time you level up you get these orbs and the orbs you use to pay for the skill tree and you can sort of take it in all sorts of directions and as i say i've gone for a very 
um, melee sword and shield um, guy and you know so I've, I've, I've got very strong sort of armor for defense as well um, I haven't got any uh, long range attacks have you got any you um, have you got any inbuilt kind of healing or anything like that? yeah you, so you um every so yeah that's a you get these um <laughs> so it's quite interesting there's like a religious element to the game which kind of mm. fits with the term sanctuary yeah. so as you go to these various sanctuaries you meet um these like uh, gurus or religious leaders that you um are trying to get you to take their particular like uh, to take an oath to to go with their cult sort of thing or well, their that, religion that, that's very like dark souls isn't it like, yeah exa- exactly and then once you sign up with those different groups uh you you then uh get different perks depending on yeah, yeah, yeah. what you do so that's interesting and, and then different people will uh in the areas will respond to you but the 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 sanctuaries that you find um you have to build them you, you sort of um put idols in place that then bring characters in who will be the shopkeeps for the area so yeah you place like a stone idol a, a brass idol or whatever and then you get um a, a guy that will let you transfer between the sanctuaries you might get a guy who's the blacksmith you might get um a, a, mag- a magician lady who will sell you trinkets and items so it's got more of a um it's definitely more of a, a, a classical sort of RPG style game than nice. something like Hollow Knight is, and the the compelling element of it for me, apart from the the sort of grim in, environment and the sort of uh, the, the enemies and stuff, is the, the exploration because you sort of venture through these, um, you know, very very Metroid or, or Castlevania style um, environments, and you, you sort of progress. And there's a bit of platforming, but generally. You're sort of crawling around trying to find the enemies to then harvest the the salt. And when you venture into new territories, there's obviously new enemies. And then the level of anxiety that you get. Learning how to fight them. You don't know how to fight them yet. And you know you're further away from your sanctuary. So you're desperately Mm. trying to explore it as fast as possible without making mistakes to find that next sanctuary. Because then obviously the more you kill, the more your salt builds up. And when you die, like Hollow Knight or Dark Souls, or some of those other t- other games in this sort of ilk, you have to return to that enemy to harvest your um, to kill that enemy to harvest back your salt. And if you die mm. on the way there, you lose that salt. So it's like a but real risk and reward, isn't it? It's do, a real do, risk I, do I do I push that extra mile in an area I'm unfamiliar with, with yeah. enemies that I don't know left from right with, and or do I back off in? come back when i know them better it's absolutely yeah. identical to the um the, uh, the dark souls from software formula of mm. you know you lose your souls or you lose your mm. whatever it might be um based on yeah. any of the enemies that kill you uh happens in hollow knight as well doesn't it if you die you lose happen. your yeah we've we mentioned that yeah skulls yeah, yeah and you have to fight a little wraith, um yeah. character to get it back and the same yeah. thing happens in someone's sanctuary if you die um unrelated to a, an enemy combatant killing you then you don't have to kill that combatant you have to kill like this this hovering glowing wraith bat creature that flies mm. in the area that you um that you died and tries to kill you if you return to it a bit so exactly like hollow knight really um but if you if you're a fan of hollow knight if you love your metroidvanias if you're a fan of dark souls or castlevania any of that sort of thing i, I i've got to say i strongly recommend this game and i should be hopefully completing it in the next few days and i'll try and get a review up on the site i like to read that I would because it's one of those games that I don't think I've got the uh, the time at the moment 
<laughs> to play yeah. with all the other games that I've got. <laughs> and I just don't think it's the right kind of game if I did have the time to play because I've got quite a couple of dark games. I've got one Metroidvania, one in the form of Hollow Knight, which I'm loving and I really enjoy it. I've got a very dark punishing game in the form of Darkest Dungeon. I'm about to get into a very Dark Souls-y kind of learning the attack patterns of monsters, Monster Hunter kind of game. So, no, I, I probably won't pick that one up. Not like Octopath Traveler, which we were talking about earlier. Yeah. I will probably get that one day. Salt and Sanctuary is a game that I am going to enjoy watching on YouTube. I'm going to enjoy reading about. Probably won't 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 buy it. I don't think. I think more so from my side, Mark. It's more has this wet your appetite for when Dark Souls comes out, or is it kind of gone? Yeah, you know what? I'm, it's not. It's scratched that itch for you. It has actually. You know, like when I played Dark Souls before, I didn't really get into. It. I did a bit, but then I found it so brutally difficult and just difficult to maneuver the character, as I discussed before, in the sort of three D environment. I found it so grueling but mm. yeah having played this i do think i will be giving it another shot especially because it's a little bit cheaper if it's 50 quid i'd be thinking no but 30 yeah. i'll accept that for another plunge i feel like i need into, to yeah. yeah i feel i need to give yeah. it a go just because i played bloodborne and that's like yeah, a, it's a quicker version of ironically i got that for my birthday um a couple of years ago <laughs> happy tra- birthday enjoy tra- pain <laughs> yeah from the missus yeah. from the missus yeah. and i'll trade it in after a week and she was like what you're giving up on i was like i really don't want it and i got the witcher 3 which is one of my favorite games i was like oh, okay good trade-off but i feel i have to play that game i have to complete it just because it's so synonymous with um like you get the prepare to try uh youtube from the ign guys uh the ign uk guys i should say um which is a fantastic let's play series if anyone wants to watch it um and then from my perspective is like i need to beat a game like this i need to beat a from software game it's like a badge of honor for gamers out there Mm. yeah and i think that the switch is the perfect opportunity to do it because being able to drop in really quickly in handheld mode has meant that you can progress a lot further in games with that so i would never have got so far in sort and sanctuary if i was playing it just solely on the tv having to like squint at it across the room sort of thing i mean the fact that it's right there in your face you're just so absorbed in it Mm. i think I mean, like, I'm starting to annoy my, myself a little bit with this, and I'm really sorry, <laughs> like, but... Is it about Monster Hunter again? It is. Oh, my God. Do you know what? I won't oh. even say it. I'm, say, I'm no, sorry. you no, literally no, no, have to no, now. You, you have to. to say it. Go on. No, it's, right, this is a Nintendo show. It's okay to be enthusiastic about games that come out on Nintendo consoles. Is it? No. Okay, good. All right. In, well, this, in this instance, you can talk about it. Hold on. I'll put a drum roll in. Permission granted. Three, <laughs> two, one... Go on, Pete. So this level of challenge and like the learning of enemy attacks and moving around them is is absolutely like part of what Monster Hunter is. Absolutely. And learning the attack patterns he does this, when to strike. He it, does this every time. <laughs> every game. Yeah, we could he, just, he, he just somehow... Somebody just No, 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 no. You just... It all, you always manage to find the way that you associate it to a game that you love. And I'm, just so, I'm just so looking forward to it. I'm sorry. It's such a good skill. I, no, I just can't believe it. That time we were all talking about Candy Crush. This reminds me of Monster Hunter. You just can't... can't leave Jenga. Jenga's just like Monster Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> Uno's just like Monster Hunter. No man, carry on. Sorry. No, no, that, that, that's all. I want to segue in the part of that. Not segue, but I want to reference the point that when we were playing Monster Hunter today, and we were like going through the motions and like trial out different points, <laughs> and he was like, 
so uh, you think you're going to buy it? And I was like, yeah, I'll probably pick this up on day one. I like the idea of playing it. <laughs> yeah, I completely get why Pete's get it. You, why you're into it. I can yeah. I can understand it. I can get it. But Salt and Sanctuary, on the other hand, no, I can't. I, I, oh. I look at it and I think it scares the living daylights out of me. <laughs> Hollow Knight is hard enough um, compared to something like that. But it's, uh, uh, how much do you pick it up for? It's not my, maybe about 15, but yeah, these games, this reminds, what, um, what was that game Steam World Dig 2? Two. Two. Yeah. Mm. So that for me, a lot of people were loving that when it came out and I, I, I played through, but I whisked through it really quickly. Oh, okay. So there's something about these 2D games that I've got so much familiarity with and I found that very enjoyable, but it ended before I felt like it was getting started. Oh, that's and interesting. Though. Okay. Where, and whereas these games, Hollow Knight and Sword and Sanctuary, and Darkest Dungeon, they've got such a level of challenge, and I really enjoy their um, the loops they provide of, of, of gameplay. Mm. I absolutely love them. I mean, uh, I think that's you're skilled at them. You enjoy them. You find them engrossing, so you get into flow with them. So you just want the experience to continue. Like there's, there's there's not. I mean, I think that's with the announcement of Diablo. The thing that's good about that, like if if you are like a hardcore gamer, you will get into flow with that just as much as a casual person at the same flipping time. Like yeah, I, I, yeah. I bet, like a game like Salt and Sanctuary, that's got that's got co-op to it, hasn't it? Can- yeah, it's really weird the co-op because, like, for the first like five hours, I didn't even know there was co-op, yeah, and then you meet meet a character, and, and the character's like, "Oh, by the way, if you want to ha- want a hand with someone, I can set that up for you." And you're like, okay, so you have to like progress <laughs> to like five hours of like grueling gameplay, which is perfect for this sort of game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that you have to do that, but it's just kind of funny. But, but um, I can't imagine that, that that the level of challenge in that game, like, and and I don't mean it in a, in a derogatory way to anyone. Like in a household, there's probably someone who's like the keenest gamer, but usually someone who's like on the periphery of it who'll enjoy the gaming because it's something that you're passionate about, and um, but maybe doesn't doesn't enjoy the challenge in the way that you do because you're experienced you love the challenge you like like testing your metal against the enemies well with, with this sort of 2d mm. sort of game um but i do have actually a question about monster hunter just Ooh. from before yeah. as we've been talking about it um i, so I don't like talking about monster hunter well, I it's probably worth segueing onto that then so we've all played yeah. demo that came out today is that correct came yeah, out today, came out today yeah. yeah so the, the the main game's out at the end of the month august 29th 28th um so august 28th so we, we've all played the demo pete and i played it um well we've been getting drunk all day and <laughs> it's now eight o'clock at night hey we're doing very well though. I think, oh, sorry, it's quarter to nine. Yeah. Well, I can't tell the time. That's how I am. Um, but we're at the point where we've transitioned from beers to whiskey. I oh, know, mate, I'm so sorry. Um, I just can't read. Um, but it's it's a north. Um, you can game, though. I can definitely game. game. Yeah. We did well. That game, the north, is doing really well on the eShop at the moment. <laughs> but it's like 80p. <laughs> it's like, it's like 80p. Like how did you segue into that? That was fantastic. <laughs> that was brilliant. I, really, I wanted, wanted to bring it up the whole time. And <laughs> you mentioned the north. And I keep seeing it thinking it's 99p. Have these guys played it? I haven't yeah. no, I've not. Well, this is a game from the north. It, it, it's not from the north, is it? It's, it's uh, like, um, it's, a, it's about... Is it not about an asylum seeker? It, it's trying to like yeah, we've talked it's about trying this to before, tell the, the story of the challenges of someone being an asylum seeker in a strange place, which sounds like a pretty important flipping game, but apparently not important enough for me to spend ninety nine p on getting it. <laughs> but, uh, Same, isn't it ninety nine p for a game? I think uh, it might be less. You know, 
So really cheap, really cheap. We've transitioned anyway. We transitioned Salt and Sanctuary. I think if it's fifteen quid, I'd give it a go. I think it's a great prerequisite to um, Dark Souls. I think it's a, a good entry to the game, especially if you're into that two D kind of. Mm. Uh, I don't know what you call it, two D aesthetic. Um, but we've all played Monster Hunter. We've had a little go of it today. Um, we've probably got a good idea whether or not we're going to get it on day one. Mark, we just have to tease Pete a little bit longer about that. And I mean, think it's worth like, just take me out of the equation for a minute and don't worry about my feelings because like, I'm getting it either ne- way. Have, I mate. love it. Yeah. <laughs> I, okay. So my, he only- says it, but he doesn't mean it. Um, like what are your thoughts on it? Honestly, like what did you think of the demo? Only negative I've got about the demo is that aesthetically and graphically it wasn't as it doesn't have the same grab yes as monster hunter world that's the only negative confined gameplay loop the fact that i didn't really get your point about how the monsters act until you actually in the flesh start it's like it's like people that play poker at a different level they can recognize like micro um, expressions from people and go mm. okay this person's going to do that oh right okay they're doing that because i got this car they can fathom or work out that individual with monster hunter it's a little bit more obvious obviously the, the, the monsters breathe, the breath, yeah the, the breath gets like heavy the limp, the, yeah the when they're starting to get a little bit um further is, into is the battle pete, is pete like darren brown with these monsters is yes. he like oh, this one's thinking of the number 14. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How it's sort of sitting there. I, I'm more it's like got the... no balls and he goes, this one's a boy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm Pete the I'll monster just... whisperer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they're, they're there and, and you know, you you approach the actual monster that you're hunting. The demos, it gives you three. We've only tried the one. We're probably going to try the second or third we're, one after this. I think we're going to Drag you it. into it, Mark. Um, yeah, we can do online. One, wasn't it? The, yeah, I played we, the beginner one. The beginner one took just... 20 minutes and, it, and oh. the first time Pete and I tried it, we failed. He, he passed it in the first first one himself but the second one minutes i did it and yeah. then we did it together in 17 minutes off camera and then we did it again but it took us 20 minutes but this thing is this it, it's a game but it's completely different to a lot of things that are out there and i think if you go in with the predisposition mm. that this is uh, an rpg or this is a capcom game or you're going to go in like bloody dante from devil may cry it's not going to work for you because like even like if you're thinking weapons can combo like then you think well i've got to build combos with weapons but there's some weapons that you can't build combos with otherwise you'll get killed <laughs> it's yeah, just like no, absolutely you, like so for example if you were using sword and board which is like hmm. it, it's a good starting weapon because it gives you mobility you can build combos with that like and deal out damage but if you try to build combos with a great sword you'll die like you have to seed your sword, run around, position yourself, and then hit once, put the sword back, run around again, and then hit again. And it challenges a lot of like misconceptions that you'd have when you'd go into the game, and you've just got to give it the time to learn the weapon that you want to use. So I think that's my only caveat to it mm. of why I didn't get into Monster Hunter World on the PlayStation 4, was it's 
it's relatively obtuse for anyone that isn't well, sorry for anyone that is new to the genre mm. or new to that um, that line of games oh it so, doesn't hold your hand mm, it yeah. doesn't at all yeah. so you've you've got to kind of learn and the first thing that you did which was absolutely hilarious was like you said right we're going to attack this monster right I'll go online I need to research this all right okay so it's going to do this heavy breathing thing or it's going to go on its hind legs whenever it's going to attack and so, yeah. all right okay and then, and then the feathers <laughs> are going to plume in this way and I was, I was like Jesus Christ this this is like this is a way of so, life yeah, this is not just a game there's two ways I mean h- how I'll do it in the game when it's actually released is I'll watch it and dodge it and just move around it whilst it's doing it's different attacks and such to try and learn its attack patterns and mm. where there's openings and where I can strike and yeah, yeah. I will hunt it I will watch how it fights and then I will try and find the openings to to slay it and I will get better and better as time goes on at that but the first time I face it it will take me forever because I'll just be watching its attack patterns and learning and and that's it. Like it, it, it's a hunting simulator. But that's the whole thing, isn't it? It's the emphasis on hunting. Yeah. And if you're stalking that prey, if you're trying to work out exactly what it's doing, and this is where I didn't give world enough credit or time, I think, mm. um, in hindsight. And it, it's again, it's one of those games for me. It's super important to play this with other people to oh, really, yeah. really yeah. understand why this is an important game. Because on a, on a very basic level, like collecting the armor from a monster that you've hunted making you look almost like that monster is great but helping someone else do it <laughs> is even better and then you're all looking at each other and going we've earned all this together i remember like harvesting that 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 monster <laughs> and getting like special with it like so that i could get special it. with it yeah. <laughs> so i'd know <laughs> it <laughs> <laughs> so <I'd, laughs> not that special uh, but getting to the, used flail <laughs> it was super effective so <laughs> sorry um i don't know what to say now but so that you can beat it quickly without getting hit at all to know all of its Whoa. like openings um to, to strike and cause damage <laughs> beat, beat the monster avoid the openings yeah. okay good line <laughs> Can we just can we run this podcast for like four hours and just get hammered? <laughs> can I? Uh, I just want to ask a couple of things. Um, mm. Have you ever you ever been hunting the monster and you know you're watching its movements? You're there, you know, watching everything it does, and then another one just comes out of the bushes like yeah. in Jurassic Park. Um, yeah, like, and you, you have to say clever girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the other the other question I've got is so Monster Hunter generate there's generations there's yep. world and I saw on the 3ds before there's three and there's four like how are they all different like what is generations ultimate compared to to world for example so from world world is like the most recent iteration of monster hunter and it's the gateway for a lot of like modern gamers into what monster hunter is um and i haven't played monster hunter world um i know it's graphically beautiful i'm sure it's a monster hunter game so I'd, i'd be familiar with a lot of the things in it um it's not too far departed from what you were saying about this game. Whereas mm. like you said, quite a lot of monster hunter purists were quite critical of it. There's a lot of tradition. There's a lot of people who play monster hunter and like, so there's a lot of, of traditional players of monster hunter who are crying out for like, it's called G rank, which is um, like a, a, an upscaled harder version of the monsters that you fight, which are already bloody hard. Yeah. Like to the, that only the best can beat them and they get the best gear awards from making the, the items off them. And they're crying out for that on, on, on 
on world, but because that's the newest version, they haven't done the balancing and the stats behind making the G mode for that yet, I'd imagine. Um, whereas what we've got, Monster Hunter 4 gener- uh, Ultimate, no, Monster Hunter 4 Generations Ultimate, is that what it's called? Oh, it? I think it's just Monster Hunter Generations. I think 4 exists completely separately, as far as I can tell. I think it's Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate. I think that's what it is. Is it? Yeah, and I think there's Monster Hunter for generations is there and i think there's monster hunter <laughs> double x <laughs> to be fair capcom so loves all this so it's like when you, you start uh, looking at the, the english this is double x no no that was this the is japanese release wasn't it no the japanese yeah so I this is double x which is a reworking of the 3ds game monster hunter for generations i think so there's no, so so Monster right. Hunter 4 <laughs> Generations was on the 3DS. It got released as Double X in Japan on the Switch. And then um, Capcom said they're not bringing it to... They're not, there's no plans to release it in the West. And then they did say that they're going to release it in the West. And they called it Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate. So there's Generations on the DS. There's Double uh, X on the Switch. It's the same game. Hmm. And... There's the English version of Double X, which is Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate on the European and Western release of that game. So I believe the way I uh, perceived the criticism of World was that the Wait, it, mechanic- have you got that up? Have you checked? I'm just checking because yeah, you check uh, it I'm, and, and I'm, I'm reading it as wrong. So the way that I perceived it, Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate on the Switch for the European release. So on the DS, it was Monster Hunter Generations, was it? Monster Hunter 4 Generations? Yeah, so I think it was Monster Hunter Generations on the 3DS, which, which became came out on, on the, the Switch in Japan as Monster as, Hunter XX, yeah. and then it's transitioned over to the <laughs> European <laughs> release as Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate. Am, am I that I, far? I think. Is it Monster Hunter 4 Generations Ultimate, or is it Monster no, Hunter Generations 4, 4 Ultimate? Just, no four mentioned on on this that I'm looking at. I'll, I'll look up four to see. Type what that in. Is. M- we'll, we'll edit this out, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let. Sorry, Dan. You were saying. For let Mark sake. do the research. Sorry, no, I've, I've got Jesus, more editing. <laughs> um, no, no. I was only saying from from. I'd say um, leave it in. Don't edit this. This is good debate. I have, I'm, I'm losing it now. So from a world perspective, the criticism that was levied at that from people that are monster monster hunter purists were saying it's not as in depth or certainly the um it's not as obtuse as what they were used to and i kind of like that i kind of like when you get a fandom that's very protective of something that's theirs and they're very much like yeah i don't really want anyone else to kind of get involved that's fine um however this game we've seen a very, very basic level of it. It doesn't let you get too much in depth of like the the mechanics and I think that's a very sensible thing that they've done in demo. Yeah, you don't see the full game loop. You but don't. That's an awesome, yeah. that's an awesome selling technique because they've gone, okay, well, don't worry too much about that if you're not necessarily new to this type of game but you've got a Switch but if you're a child on there going, oh, what's Monster Hunter? <laughs> that sounds like a perfect game for me <laughs> is it Pokemon is it's this, like, this no, a this Monster is Hunter game and when they're chasing yeah, the exactly. monster that they can't kill hold on them. it's running away from me like it's, it's just all of the different caveats to the game that mm. just make it so much different to what you'd be used to for something like this I it, can't think of anything like it if the first time you picked up that, that demo you wouldn't know to use the barbecue spit 
Okay, that sounds like a terrible phrase to use. (laughs) But you wouldn't know to use it to to increase your stamina or to return your stamina. Well, you wouldn't know know how the traps work. You wouldn't know that there were traps. You wouldn't know how to lay a bomb, which I clearly didn't do because I blew myself up three times. But you wouldn't know exactly that if you got hit into... There's there's a steep learning curve. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But... Right, I got some more information here, boys. Come on, hit me. My body is ready. Right, sorry to be pedantic. Do it. But there's like a main series of games that's... Hunter, Hunter 2, Hunter Try, <laughs> Hunter 4, and Hunter World. Yeah, <laughs> Again, it's Hunter, Hunter. Uh, Hun- yeah, Hunter, Hunter. <laughs> is, is Hunter, Monster Hunter Try, is that the one that was on the, the Wii U with the, the 3DS and you could play them both at the same time? Uh, like, okay, in local so play. That, it was originally called Monster Hunter Try yep. for the Wii. Yeah. It was then an, a hunt. <laughs> And enhanced version. Use your words, Mark. Use your words. And uh, an enhanced version was released for PlayStation Portable and PlayStation Three. Okay. Only in Japan, and that was called Monster Hunter Portable Third. <laughs> A second oh enhanced God. edition was released for Nintendo 3DS and Wii U in North America and Europe. Yeah. And this was called Monster Hunter Three Ultimate. Nice. Okay. And then Monster Hunter Four came out, and an, an enhanced that came out for the 3DS. An enhanced version of that was released for the 3DS as well. What was that um, called? That was called Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate. You see, we're following a theme here. Okay, okay, okay. Now, Generations yeah. is one of the spin-off series, of which there's about 10, by the look of things. I'm not going to list What were they all called, Mark? I'm oh, joking. Right. <laughs> well. Uh, and and what are their different names in Japan, Europe, America. All right. Uh, so, Monster Hunter Generations uh, started on the 3DS and... Yeah. Um, came across to the switch with it was called monster Hunter generations originally and then it came out as xx uh, is, in is, japan can and you, is now can you monster gather Generations ultimate can you gather if that xx is the one that we are now playing just with I'm yeah pretty English. confident yeah that is. but looking at yeah. this this isn't the first time that a monster hunter game has had zelda content so the monster hunter 4 ultimate uh that capcom released for the Nintendo 3DS had um, Link with Link costumes. Nice. Oh, uh, what, what's your source? Where you, where's you getting that from? Yeah, Mark, where's your source? Plagiarizing. Steady on, bloody hell. Just reading this name. Um, Philip <laughs> Mjonsen or something? I'm reading it. Ah, yes, Philip. Well played. Kudos there, that was fantastic. But where are you getting well, all of this information on the different series yeah. is on uh, Wikipedia, but I'd seen the information about the uh, Zelda release just Googling uh, Monster Hunter 4 nice. Ultimate, and it showed me all different well, articles, and one of them was about the Zelda yeah, uh, stuff. That's going to be on the Switch version, isn't it? I, I saw that quite recently. Is that right? Yeah. The, with, with, with Generations Ultimate, we'll have um, Zelda content as well. So the Switch version, you will get um, Legend of Zelda content on that, yeah. There was rumour of there being Star Fox content on it as well, but I'm not oh. sure if that was like a, a hoaxy thing. <laughs> what would you do, though, Pete, if that happened? Mate? You'd have you'd have your Monster Hunter and you'd have your, your Star Fox right there in one game. Um, probably just have a great time on Monster Hunter, like playing it with a <laughs> costume of Star Fox, Mark. <laughs> Stop. Jesus, so I, I, I've, given my, I've given my opinion on what I think in terms of I'm definitely going to get it day one just because it'd be like punching a five-year-old on his birthday if I didn't get it for Pete. 
I think that's the best equation I can give. But from your side, Mark, what did you think? Because you were playing it solo. And be honest, man. You had those bloody cats meowing. How annoying are those cats? This is why I got rid of World. I'm not sure what they do yet. They just follow me around with their parasols. They take away some of the flack, but at the same point, they're just meowing constantly. Meowing, yeah. It's really surreal. I mean, the the game is... It feels kind of old school straight away, straight out the gate. I don't know what happens when I if I actually kill the monster. So you're not sort of given any in the demo at least I wasn't given any sort of motivation to go out and kill this monster. It's just like you start, you click it, you click your class, there you are in the world with these cats. It doesn't explain why the cats are there and it doesn't explain why you've got to go and kill these monsters. Really so you're just dropped in. What made me laugh and, about it, and again, it's just the absurdity of the game, it's just like as soon as you kill the thing, you just start cheering and your character starts like throwing its hands out. It doesn't matter if there's like all mini dinosaurs running around. You're right. celebrating. Your cats okay. are celebrating. Everyone's going mad over yes. a carcass and there's no okay. reward and it goes, do you want to buy it? <laughs> it just comes up with a little box going, do you uh, want to buy Monster it's Hunter? It's so Japanese. It's oh, so Japanese. it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I thought I've, I'm, I genuinely thoroughly enjoyed the demo. I didn't okay. think I would. And that's me being brutally honest. I didn't think I would. But then, okay, criticism aside, graphic fidelity is not 100%. It's probably akin to something like Final Fantasy twelve. I would say, it, on the PlayStation 2. It, it is a 3DS game yes. that's been brought across to console. That, that That's what it is. And... With that being said... But it's 50 quid. That, that's the, that's the, the hard part. That just, is the hard part, mate. Cause it we, is hard. I'm going like, to play this demo a lot to try and ascertain come on, Pete, whether sell this us, is mate. something. Sell us, but, mate. But, mate, no. Before you do that, I've got it. This is exciting, guys. I'm oh, just on. also on what? Wikipedia. Um, also by uh, Philip Mjonsen. I'm reading... Um, <laughs> no, this is this is brilliant. Because that Philip guy. You can, get, you can get costumes from Okami... You can get Chun-Li and Blanca from Street Fighter. What? Arthur from Ghosts and Goblins. Um, Link, whoever he is, from The Legend of Zelda. Not heard of him. Fox McCloud, no. oh, whoever he is. And such costumes are obtained by completing quests that are offered as free downloadable content. And that's part of the Generation series. They were massive on it on Ooh. Monster Hunter World. So they, <laughs> boom. Boom. Drop the mic. Mark? I'm just going to drop that mic and walk out. So um, on Monster Hunter World, you could get Alloy from... Uh, what was the name of the bloody game it's on the Playstation oh it was an exclusive Horizon Zero Dawn yeah so you could get the character you could get all of her kind of gear and you can get Final Fantasy 14 gear I think I'm sure you could get I mean, any, either way they kind of they had a lot of costumes on there and it wasn't just like a, oh you're wearing the hair that this character has or you have the same so it was like legit you just looked like that character being lifted into the game so it's quite good I think um, the, the damaging thing about uh, Monster Hunter Landing as it does right now is the back catalogue that everybody has um, there yeah, are yeah. time consuming challenging games which give probably more reward quicker than Monster Hunter will. Like you, you start feeling reward in Monster Hunter when you have have got a lot of monsters that you you know the attack rotations of. When you've got maybe your third or fourth or fifth set of armor, when you consistently can get online at the same time with the people or your posse that go out hunting, like <laughs> it, it, it's very much a social game. Um, it, it, it's, I mean, what I, and I, I'll put this up to maybe discussion in the future. 
what I would strongly urge us to do if we were if we were going to get it is we'd make a character each and then we'd play it online and we'd maybe either stream it or film it or and and go through the journey of developing these characters and then when you look back at where you started and where you ended up by the lifespan of the game with your character just looking like the boss that you like cried over trying to beat because we've spent a week trying to beat him and now we can farm him for gear like it, it's it's that so in salt and sanctuary i bet there's bosses Whoa. that that you face first time and you think i'm never going to beat that i'm sure there are oh, same in Octopath. yeah i, I yeah but definitely what what monster Darkest hunter dungeon does, as well yeah i'm sure what monster hunter does is that so so well crafted that the first time you face it you, you just can't beat it you're like i have no idea how to beat this thing it outpowers me it, it just even if i know its patterns if i get it wrong once i, I get killed and i can't heal myself and even the the mechanics of the game of how i heal is so time consuming that like i will die like so i can't beat it so you go away and you harvest an animal and a, a monster that you maybe find more achievable and that gives you just that stat boost in the stamina or just that stat boost into your health that means that, well, you might just about beat this one that's really struggled with for so much time. I, th- I think that's why it's so, so important, though. And I don't know if it's the Mao I'm speaking or the whiskey, but from my <laughs> perspective, like you, you, it's very rare that you get games where you've been so passionate about something like this prior. It's like Final Fantasy 15, all of a sudden just appearing on the Switch. I didn't complete it on the PlayStation because of other things came out and it was one of, and I really enjoyed it. It was great, wonderful, whatever. But all the likes of like Persona 5, it's one of those things that I would implore you. I'd be on my knees. Um, okay, <laughs> let me rephrase that. I'd be on my arse sat on the podcast that we are right now on the casting couch. Oh yeah. Um, some nice leather. I had some nice what? <laughs> um, what leather? There's no leather here. Leather chaps. Uh, what I'd be, be I'd be begging you guys to go like you have to try this game. This game's like Monster Hunter is that game for you. It's something yeah, you've been really so. well invested in, and therefore I'm willing to give it the chance. And mm-hmm. I think that's where in the past, like you, okay, you were half half passionate about Xenoblade in a good way. You were like, this is a great game. You know, you should try it. Like JRPGs. I was like, oh, it didn't really fit with me. Great, but you're that uber passionate like everything we'd speak about before mm. the minute I met you in Liverpool and we were like I had a, we had a Burger King by the way before. <laughs> <laughs> we had a Burger King we sat down and we, we spoke about Monster Hunter and we were sat there and we were just chatting about it and it was like mm. oh yeah I completely understand why you're so caring about this franchise if it grabs you like you'll struggle to get the same kind of enjoyment out of, of ordinary games but if it doesn't grab you, you'll sit there thinking, what the hell is this? You like, say the same it, thing about my uncle at my fifth birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> well, if he doesn't grab me. <laughs> doesn't grab me. You'll never think the same thing about all the other games. <laughs> I just don't know oh, what to moved, do with it. Down ward out. Thank you very much, shit. guys. See you in a bit. <laughs> oh. He's moved uh, to a different parish now, isn't he? I mean, he? The, the, thing I'm, the thing I'm a little bit nervous about, and... <laughs> Like the, <laughs> the thing I'm a little bit nervous about with it is it is expensive oh, and there's a, there's a lot of good games coming and I know this is a game that I will get a lot out of and I will get a lot more out of it if like my posse are playing okay, it. Okay, okay. So final okay. points. Oh. All right, if, if okay. you if you had to put our money on the line, would we get out of it? 
in your opinion, would we enjoy this? It completely depends. It completely depends. No, no, no. Like, genuinely put your money on, based on our experience before, and if Mark was part of that, commit to this I've, I've already asked him to put his money on the line and just buy it for me. But um, he's, he's reluctant to do that. <laughs> I am <laughs> reluctant to do that. You I'm are gonna, right. I'm going to give this demo a solid run for its money and decide after rinsing the demo... Is this something I want to drop fifty quid on? That's, okay. that's what yeah. I'm going to do. That's a very, I'll, very good I'll, idea. I'll give it that. I've totally listened to Pete, and please don't leave me it. on my own, Mark. He's given it. <laughs> You've got to join now. Yeah. You uh, just uh, talk, is this about your uncle or about Pete? I've yeah. forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> just give it till you know the the, the beginning. It's it's like um, a Macau, I think it's called, like the Great Macau. If if you no the Great Macau, <laughs> Macau. The Great McCaw, that's what it's called. If okay. you can beat that without getting hit, then you'll know whether it's for you or not. <laughs> Which I did not, I, I can't fathom okay. that. Guys, is there, is there anything else we're playing, Mark? No, not really. Well, there, there is, but it, it's fine. We've been talking a really, lot. Really, that's fine. It's completely <laughs> okay for me. Can I just say that we didn't get to Element? He's supposed to talk about he Element. He will talk oh. about Element in about 30 seconds. I'm going to very, very quickly go over. I'm still on Octopath. I'm still plowing nice. through. Again, Pete and I are probably quite clearly slurring at this point of the evening on Mawam, um, but we very much have been playing different games and recording a couple of things for the YouTube later. Mm. So I recorded a boss fight. I'm pretty far now into Octopath where... Every character has four uh, chapters. I've got one character up to chapter four. Mm. So I could, in theory, go and complete the game with that character. Um, and I've got another three characters that are just about on chapter, oh, sorry, are on chapter three. So I showed you before, uh, well, we, we spent 30 minutes going through <laughs> possibly the most aggravating oh, I loved and, it. I loved it. and topsy-turvy boss fight on Octopath where I, I quite literally Mark I was at the point of winning I was like I was on top I've broken this person then all of a sudden the tide just completely shifted and I got an annihilated within about four rounds of it like I do uh. strongly urge when we do upload it I do like if you've listened to the podcast just and you haven't played Octopath like, yeah have a good look at that battle because you'll know if this is a game for you or not based on that battle because yeah, okay. there were times when when Dan was clearly like in his stride, pulling out moves, breaking them, he was winning, and it turned like there was like, On a dime. just yeah just after that that middle point <laughs> there was this slow steady bleed out yeah. which took about uh, fifteen minutes and an, he was an, fighting the tide. Oh, it's an You'd excellent. love it, Mark. <laughs> yeah, it's an, <laughs> no. Well, this is a bit of a because th- Darkest Dungeon and I love. Uh, um, turn-based strategy games like Civilization and yeah, um, yeah. what's that the, the classic tank one on the Nintendo series uh, it hasn't Advance been released Wars. Advance Wars oh, man, that is an absolute classic game love that game that, that, that name can I was never gonna escape put, I was going to put that sorry I was going to put that as an, um, a millionaire question but I knew straight away that oh, you both yeah. get it it's the I, first yeah. keyword was no, I've been really struggling oh, we might have to keep millionaire names. to next episode like. no we'll get through it it's Definitely. fine we can blast through it <laughs> fine <laughs> yeah who says it one hour 40 <laughs> one hour 40 is fine it's okay we've got whiskey mark's got work tomorrow it's fine um do you want to do you want to quickly give a couple of thoughts on element while i go to the whiz palace um so element is an rts um and it, it's pitched as being <laughs> you'll have to edit that out. professional professional 
Um, and even though I said I'd talk about Element, um, you, you can read about Element. It's a, it's a solid um, space-based tactical RTS. But I think what our listeners and Mark really want to listen to more is Mushroom Wars 2. Are you still hitting that? Oh, I'm hitting that. It is so good. I'm on uh, level 38 of the first campaign, and it is so good. Have you watched any uh, videos of I, it yet? Not yet. I've, I've read a couple of reviews of it. I will, at some point, be getting this. And this is the sort of game, when I was talking about just playing Darkest Dungeon, <laughs> Sword and Sanctuary, Every all, other all these sort of grim Hollow Knight all in a row, and they're obviously exploring these dark worlds. I need a game like that or Yoko's Island Express is another yeah, one I'm looking yeah, at at the moment to jump into so that's that's a bit lighter and um, Mushroom Mushroom Wars 2 sounds it, like it's it. beautiful the art direction of it the, the character design like like who knew you could do so much with mushrooms <laughs> who knew and like <laughs> he said at Glastonbury yeah, yeah. <laughs> who knew you could do so much with mushrooms yeah but like that is a game that I know I spoke about it last week, but I strongly urge it. If, if mm, no, I'll pick this up definitely. It's How much all. Is it? uh, you know, we we were recording this earlier. I can't. Remember, I didn't even check. I think it's about like seventeen or eighteen. I was hoping it would be part of the new sale, and I'd maybe pick it up for about ten. It's too new. I I think a ten yeah, is fair. New. Which one was it? Yeah, Mushroom Wars. We're talking. Uh, it was a good game. I think a ten is fair. I'd I'd, I'd say fifteen quid. <laughs> Dad, Dad, you know, if you know if he's not talking about Monster Hunter. Or a flight simulation, <laughs> it's going to be mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's my mo. Um, but like, I, I, I mean, you, what did you think of mushroom? Wars? I really enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's annoying. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, mate. I, I really, really enjoyed it. It's um, it's almost like a hexagon. Um, where, where it, the, the map changes but like imagine a hexagon of different moving parts you need to try and get to these kind of bases first and take them over and then different kind of hubs and there might be like a um, like a factory that builds these mushrooms quicker and there might be like a, a part that defends these things and the whole point is it, it's that much different ki- it's a different type of RTS as opposed to um, in the same way that XCOM, you know, uh, changed up the the RTS platform for um, I don't even know how you branch that separate type of RTS mm-hmm. off, but you know what I mean. Like how XCOM reinvented itself, Mushroom Wars too, <laughs> and it's just completely different. To it's it's hard to categorise because it is it is real time because there's like yeah, there's no there, there's no like turn based thing, and it is a strategy because you've got to take areas that are. I'm not going to call them mushrooms. I'm going to call them factories of more soldiers. And those factories that generate more soldiers can be upgraded to generate soldiers faster, or they can be converted into armories to arm those soldiers so that you can move them onto other strategic places around the map before the enemy takes them and then take from the enemy what they've already taken. So it's this balancing seesaw of how much do you want to send in on the attack whilst like preserving your defense and you can go all on the attack but they might defend it and counter and you've lost everything speaking of losing everything that segues us very nicely into our game that i like to call who wants to be a millionaire 
gentlemen, how are we both? Scared. Stressed? Should be. Should be stressed. Mm-hmm. Should be scared. I know it's I late. mean, when, when you're this far ahead, it's just really nerve wracking. So it's 9.15 at <laughs> night, Mark. What time are you up in the morning? <sighs> Probably about half seven. Not that late. It That's not right. too bad. That's okay. Nah, it's all right. Yeah. yeah. I'm up before you. Are oh, you hell? Um, right, so premise of the game. Go on, Mark. Come yeah, on, what no, are you going to no, say? No, 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 no. I was just going to no, retort I insist. to him. But you know, no, You've no, got to say it now. Come on. What? No, 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 I insist. Come on. No. I was no. going to say he's, get, he's just... No. I, no. What? Millionaire. Who wants to be a millionaire? <laughs> That's exactly the game that we're going to play. So, guys, I'm going to keep the same format as we did, which I stole last week, plagiarised. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the goal is that I've got... One, two, where three, did you, uh, where did four, you five, from? IGN. <laughs> <laughs> I've got five games, gentlemen. Five Nintendo platform games. Not platformer, but pl- on the platform that nin- Nintendo have owned. The, the different platforms that they've had over the 700 million consoles that they've sold. Yeah. It might not necessarily just be on a Nintendo platform, but it's certainly been on a Nintendo platform. And what we're going to do is we're going to give you 10 keywords that are categorized over on... Um, what's the name of the place where I get them from? IMDb. IMDb. They're categorized on IMDb based <laughs> on the games. I'm going to give you the keywords. You, the, your job is just to guess the games, guys. You can, <laughs> do you think you can do that? Uh, well, I couldn't last time, but I, I've got a good feeling. About Mark's eyes down. Okay. Mark, I want, I want some assurances here that you're not on Wikipedia or Google or something. No, man. Promise? Free. I'm re- no, I'm ready. I'm, uh, I, I, I no think he's uh, beyond reproach. Actually. Okay, so Mark, can I, have a thumbs, can I have a thumbs up and a verbal thumbs up of are you ready to play? Mm-hmm. Pete? Yagmesh. Yagmesh, okay. So, first one. <sighs> lights down, please. Lights down. Championship. First of series. Obstacle. Multiplayer. Record. Super Mario Kart. Hill. Race. Nez. Excite Bike. Well done, Pete. Yeah. Oh, oh, his first blood. Oh, my word. That's the first first one. That's the first one for two games, that. That's like. not bad. That's good. Mm. So, Pete's got one, two. Pete's got three from that. So, the other two keywords were bike. <laughs> and excited. <laughs> and excited. <laughs> yes. I would have got it from them, too. <laughs> Oh, okay, there's something oh, I'll make I was a note just one away from getting it. It's just terrible. You were, you were, you were. Okay. <laughs> okay, you ready for the next one? Are we yeah. calm? Are we calm? Come on. Game faces on, guys. Come on. Rabbit. Urine. Cold. Title spoken in game. Explosion. Snow. Turkey. Colorado. The fractured butthole. Death. Park. 
going to give you 10 seconds guys here <laughs> the, the other the other South Park game you said South Park South I'm going to give it to you truth. no no it's the South Park on the N64 guys is that it? Yeah, yeah, that was it. No way. What did yeah. I get? Half a point? <laughs> no, you get a point. You get the one. So Pete's on three, oh. you're on one. Uh, oh, that God, nah. I can't believe you. You're halfway through, you said the name of a South Park game. I yeah, thought yeah. I'd give it away with urine. It was yeah. when you said Colorado. I was like, oh, well, mm. I know a Switch oh, game. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You got it right. Absolutely right. Yeah. Mm. Uh, point. I've got, it, got to get the, the blink, the Switch blinkers off. That's yeah. exactly it. You got to think. Uh, you got to think past, present, future. Could be anything. Yeah. Fruit chair is that like fruit? <sighs> oh, right, gee, that's <laughs> the whiskey peat. Into, like, <laughs> it's, it's the hay club. <laughs> it's that fruit-based racing game. I told you. Yeah, it's the, yeah. it's a man. I'm speaking. Are you ready? Yeah, born ready. This is a. This is tricky. This one. Okay. Subjective camera. Alice in Wonderland reference. Liquid. Dragon. Sequel. Horse. Children. N64. Forest. What the? Ocarina. Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time. I'm going to call that a dead heat. I mean, I gave the full title. I thought that was. That cool. was. That was. Uh, you know what? Oh, you... Uh, Pete's just made a very good point. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Pete gets the one point. I... <laughs> so subjective nice. camera. Alice I think in Wonderland. One each. One each. One. Subjective camera. Alice in Wonderland reference. Uh, liquid dragon sequel horse children N64 forest ocarina tough one that. What dragon. is the Alice in Wonderland reference? I don't know. I was okay. hoping you guys could tell me. Just trying to think. Never played it. Well. It goes down a well. That's not like a hole. There's, there's I'm sure, no, I'm sure if we uh, Google it, we yeah. find it. Okay, you ready for the next one? There is like other worlds. He like goes into the uh, potentially it could be that. Yeah. You do. You do drink potions. Yeah. You do. There is. You do chase a rabbit you sort of thing at one point. <laughs> He's a postman. <laughs> you do meet Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> yeah, he does wear a little like blue dress at one point. You um, on there a is a cat game. that laughs at you. Right, we're ready for the next right. one. Go. Two more guys. Yeah, Everything to play for. You just you go just on. need one big and mark, and you're back in the game. Should have got anything though. Yeah, you're winning at the moment. Just mate. happy to be winning at the moment. Mark's looking stressed. Gonna start smashing up the house if he doesn't win. So first keyword, you ready? Arcade. Russian dancer. One word title. One word title. Block. Tetris. Oh, he's got it. Nice. Really good. Well done. Well done. So that is What were the rest of the words? Seven points to mark. So that puts him in a lead by a mm. bit. Uh, block. So, so that's why Mark got it on seven. Next one was tile. Square. <laughs> it's not very many keywords you can go with Tetris. <laughs> Nez. Puzzle. Speed run. Matching. I might have got it at puzzle, but I don't think I would have got it. Tough one, though. Yeah. That's a tough one. No, well done, Mark. Okay, last last, uh, last one for you guys. Oh, Ready? This could, this could be the designer. It's, so let's just have a little look. Mark's on seven, eight. 
Pete's on mm. four, so it's all to play for here. Mm. Mm. It's a popular game. You'll get this one. Mm. You know, you know, you know <sighs> what it is. Okay, ready? It's not important, but it feels so important. It's okay, guys. Okay. First one. Multiple endings. Single player. Kidnapping. Platform. Super Mario 64. Platform. A Super Mario World. Cult game. N64. Witch. Banjo Kazooie. Oh, he's got it. Yeah, well played. Do you know, I was bouncing between. You did two. really well there. Banjo was one of them. Yeah. Remaining keywords. So, Witch, Duo, Bird, yeah, and Bear. Bird and Bear. That's what I was going with. So, Mark. No, deserve that. Well done. Mark. Damn, it came just, back from yeah. the. I thought you were going to take it from that start starting point. No, you did a good job there. Think, there was oh, two mate. that you got well. That seven pointer was your one, though. 12 4. Yeah. It's one of those things, isn't it? If you get something relatively early on one of them, it mm -hmm. renders the whole of the game pretty hard to kind of make up. But No, I'm, like, I'm just happy I got one. Like, my mind couldn't work on the last I time. Think it did damn well. I like the game. I think it did damn well. I think it did both Tommy. beautifully well. And the whole point is Nintendo's the winner. Friendly competition. So, not wrong with that. Guys, thank you very much for playing. Who wants to be a millionaire? If we get to zero and you, if we haven't guessed it, do you get a point or something, Dan? I don't really know, to be honest. I've not really thought that far ahead. Didn't, <laughs> okay, right. didn't, didn't you have some kind of wheel quiz thing, Mark? Hello? I think you did at some point, didn't you? You did, did say you had some you sort of game. You mentioned something about a quiz about a wheel. And... Um, if I did, then I, I don't recall <laughs> it. I was drunk. Okay. It was fun. Yeah, it was last episode, you know, it's all, it's all in the past. Water, yeah, under water under the bridge yeah so yeah, uh, again just finalizing off our thoughts so again we've already gone through what we wanted in august we know mm -hmm. dead cells come out we know monsters has come in we know what else is coming out we well, wanted? Uh, mate there's the messenger at the end of august oh yeah yeah, yeah which is that six uh six a 16 bit 32 bit game i'm really looking forward to that it's like a, mm -hmm. a ninja gaiden style Metroidvania. I saw your tag is in it before, but it, did it say it switches between 2D and... Th uh, 16, and 8, 16 and 8? Uh, it could I be 8 and 16, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's it. It's between 8, 8 yeah. bit and 16 bit, sorry. It, it's yeah. not like Mark to get into a Metroidvania. Like. No, it's not at all. I know, well, this is, is it. it difficult? You know, I just gotta, you got to get out of your comfort zone at some point. <laughs> is, it, is it likely that you <laughs> die frequently and it's challenging? Is there any salt? <laughs> <laughs> or a dungeon? It looks, like, it looks like Celeste a little bit with the yeah, dash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. That's why I thought you boys nice. might like it. No, and no, I was really interested. I, I saw it before. Watched a little bit. And Shinobi is a really good reference, I yeah, think, I, for I, it. I, you were so good at Celeste as well. Like, that was Celeste. your jam. Like. Yeah, yeah, Celeste was like, I think, um, one of the games that got me into that. Mm. It, it took me back retro, whereas I think prior to that, I it was like... It took you into the indie scene more, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Cool, guys. Well, um, it's been absolutely anything, emotional. Uh, anything you're looking forward to, Dan? Sorry. Uh, 
It's a bit of a weird week because Red Dead had a massive uh, announcement or gameplay announcement. So I was kind of like getting preoccupied with that a little bit on the PlayStation thinking, is this going to be a bit of a flop? That's the way I'm kind of edging towards. I think it... Really? Yeah. I don't, why, is that, why is that? Not commercially, but I think... Um, I don't know whether it's, it's going to... I don't know whether or not they'll innovate as much oh, as okay. what... I, it's like Apple iPhones. I just think there's going to be a tipping point with Rockstar Games where they don't change enough for people to be happy with it, for it to not... It's going to look gorgeous. It's going to be mm. amazingly well-polished. They potentially could even push it back even further, knowing what Rockstar are like. But knowing the knowing the calibre of the games that have come prior to this, I just don't I just don't know or how they keep on pumping out the quality. Mm. So they I just, their own success a bit. I'm just expecting something not to quite land soon rather than later. I um, mean, I, I think that's part of it. Like Rockstar put a lot of time and effort into polishing their games. They might be victims of their own success where they really struggle to capture what they caught yeah. in like previous iterations, which is the curse of Nintendo. Like yeah, every yeah. Zelda game is judged by Ocarina of Time or a link to the past or I mean, if we're talking about games we're excited about, one that has got no airtime on today's <laughs> podcast, but worth just mentioning, Valkyria Chronicles 4. Oh, yeah. uh, really looking forward to it. And that will be a day one. I think that might be released in September. Okay. Um, and I don't care if the bank manager gives me that angry look again. I, I'm buying it. So there we go. Absolutely. So I think that's pretty much everything for us. Again, if you would love to subscribe to what we do, please just hit the uh, the follow, give us a rating on iTunes and Google. Mm. Um, again, you can find us on switchisland.co.uk. Pretty easy. We're starting to pump out a bit more regular content now that works died down. It's, well, I say died down. It's calmed for down now. slightly for three of us <laughs> uh, for now as we go into the busy months for all three of our careers. Um, again, we're on Big Twitter time. at switch underscore island at switch underscore island at dive switch underscore island <laughs> at smark maltby at smark maltby not the old one some, some people might have noticed a change there I regret, I regret that change Mark I don't I did think I was don't regret anything mate don't regret a thing guys you do you one 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 massive point that we should say is we're, we're going to EGX next month um, and we're going to try and get a couple of interviews in. I've seen quite a few tweets from them saying mm. or hinting that certain quite large IPs are going to be shown, uh, which haven't been shown. It. So it should be quite an interesting experience. So uh, again, guys, thank you very much for listening to us and peace out. See you later, guys. Ta-ra. All best. Ciao. Let's go.